I feel like every time we log into Netflix, there's some new documentary or series yes. or whatever. Anyway, so yep. Bad Vegan is up. My wife and I watch. It's only like four episodes or something. It's not a super lengthy one. Mm-hmm. But it's all the reason it's called Bad Vegan. I thought it was going to be about food. It was another one of those feel bad about what you eat documentaries is what I thought. But no, it's a whole scam thing. It's the idea of someone being completely taken advantage of and scammed um, for all their money. And uh, and so, yeah, the lady is a she runs this vegan restaurant. And that's where you get the name Bad Vegan. But it's really nothing to do with teaching you how to eat. Veganism or explaining. Not, yeah, it's not about that at all. I didn't so, think so. Um, I, I thought it was like about a vegan who like accidentally ate eggs one time or something. Like, yeah, and there's vegan, four dad, episodes about their, their self guilt trip and like. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that, but how the um, vegan the reason, police the reason come I in and go, we have to take away your powers. You know? We were talking about Alec Baldwin, and his name comes up in that because she starts talking to this guy essentially over Twitter, who Alec Baldwin, who she has met in her restaurant before. Um, and she inter- introduces the whole thing that way. And then she sees this guy online. They start chatting and she kind of uses the fact that she has seen Alec Baldwin interact with him on Twitter as like, all right, this guy must be kind of legit ish. Like their interaction on Twitter was one of the things that gave her some reassurance that this guy was the, the real deal. And uh, spoiler, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. I, I had to, I had I had an inkling that it was a crime thing or some type of somebody's ripping you off type story when I saw yeah. it in the top 10, because the top yeah. 10 of Netflix is normally yeah. crime related stuff. Yep. Uh, did you end up watching anybody watch the Tinder swindler? Cause it's very similar. No, oh, that's, no. That's a great It's very name. similar where like this dude great is just title. conning women out of so much money. And he's claiming that people are after him. And he's like a, Israeli guy or something. He's like claiming people are after him and all this stuff. Yeah, he lives this lavish him. lifestyle, um, and and then it's about women like uh, the women that he dated, like kind of like colluding to kind of get revenge on him. Dude. One of them in particular does it brilliantly. Where like she was like, okay, I'm gonna help you move somewhere, and the whole time she's informing on on him on the FBI. Like, nice. yeah, okay. So, like, she's like, I'm gonna help you move and everything like that. So uh, he's like, okay, cool. I, I sent you my clothes, and so. She snitched on him the FBI, um, or whoever, whoever it is, the local, the uh, Israeli version of the FBI, and uh, <laughs> and uh, she decides to start selling his clothes. <laughs> I was, like, I was <laughs> like, "That's baller, dude! That's such a great way to get revenge on him from from him stealing good. thousands of dollars from you." Like she yeah. just starts, and and yeah, she's still doing it apparently. By the time the the movie's airing, uh, she's yeah. at the end of it. She's like. Uh, yeah, I'm still, you know, I just got an alert. I'm still selling these I clothes. I just got an alert. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that and stuff like this bad vegan and plenty of other things where, they, you know, you can go and read, watch, whatever, the story of people you being taken advantage of. It just, mm-hmm. it makes me real bummed out because there are so, I think there's more good people in the world than bad people. More good people who are, like, willing to help, want to share, willing to connect. Like, I think there's more good than bad, but the bad ones take such advantage. It makes even yeah. the good ones really skeptical and kind of pull back and makes us all distrusting of each other. I feel like, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's a vast majority or just bad people. Maybe, but I, I have feel, a theory that feel like the, most are pretty good hearted people. The reason material like that is so highly viewed on Netflix and wherever else is because of what you're saying. It's mostly good people watching that stuff going, how can somebody be this much of a POS? Like it yeah. doesn't make sense. People like us can't wrap our brains around being that horrible of a person, you know. So yep. maybe that maybe that's so that's the my theory. Of it, like, becomes entertainment, you know. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That makes sense. I buy that. 
Uh, did oh, y'all sure. watch uh, last year's docuseries uh, Murder Amongst the Mormons? I did. No. Yeah, yeah. My wife watched it. It's on and HBO, loved it. right? It's in. It's in. I I loved that. I thought it was great. I think that I, was. I think that was HBO Max, wasn't it? I think Ooh, so. Was was it? Was it HBO? It might have been HBO. Anyway. Uh, whatever. Yeah, it was on some. It was on something. I, I just watched yeah, it, it recently. I thought it was. I thought it was great. I and I had no really? idea what it was about. Um, and I love the whole message because like at first you're like, okay, well it's about Mormons. Okay, well it's about a murder, and then you're like, no, it's about people hijacking history. <laughs> like, and it's. Like it's, I haven't it's seen almost it, so. it's almost like and I won't spoil the thing because I think you really should. Uh, it's almost oh, like identical strangers where you where you think it's about one thing and it just the idea oh, of it yeah. keeps getting bigger and bigger and then the yeah, scope yeah, of it when good... the documentary ends is so big and it leaves you in a way where you're like, wait, is the history that we're taught is that like real or I I, I don't <laughs> and it has nothing That's a to do with points. And I think uh, I think that one been. that one it might have been a series or a movie that one about the girl who drowned in a water tower. Yeah, I saw that one. Yeah, that one kind of ended up being about internet sleuths too, in yes. a, more than the crime because yeah. they were spinning up this narrative that was totally un, like fat like not fabricated, but it was dramatized and they wanted it to be. Yeah, and then it turned out to not be anything to do with what they were you know theorizing. Like it's just sometimes it's as simple as she had mental issues and she drowned herself to yeah. run away from something and uh, that that became a very occam's razor thing because yeah. in the paranormal uh you know side of things like yes, people yeah. people took that and ran with it like oh my yeah, god like she was possessed or something and it's just like no she just was off her meds and she was traveling abroad and she yep, crazy yeah. and killed herself and just so. made a really dumb decision yeah there, there it is you know that's kind of all there was to it um, Man. but like but that that solved itself really quickly, and the, the documentary came about like yeah. how dumb people take the ball and run with things online. Yeah, how, I mean like, they went after this Russian Russian or something. They musician, ruined some right? guy's they ruined life. Career yeah, because yeah. they were like, oh, he totally killed her, and he's like, I don't know who that is. Like, yeah, I don't even live in that country. <laughs> I just yeah, make like, weird <laughs> music videos, man. I'm just like gothic and weird. I don't. <laughs> I'm just gothic uh, and weird. Yeah, it was cool. I, I really like that one too. Yeah, yeah I do. There's like, some I, documentaries that really blow my mind by the time like you're done with the journey. You're like, wow, we did not end where I thought we were going to end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do dig when that happens, though. That's very surprising. I like yeah. most documentaries that have a good mystery element to it like even if it's a topic that i normally don't care about too much or whatever yeah. like you can you can hook me in with a good mystery and most of i can't recommend enough kyle brought it up a little bit uh three identical strangers in that case because that that's on is one of my favorite documentaries that like, is probably period. my favorite documentary ever mm. yeah know. it's it starts with just like innocent story from the 80s about three guys that were separated uh at, close to birth a little after birth uh, that were triplets after and birth. Yeah, it, it, it was like not right. It's got a smoky after. They were covered in it. <laughs> kind of oaky after birth. Yeah, <laughs> what's that? What was that? <laughs> okay. Uh, but they, it's about them reconnecting, and then they kind of dig into why were they separated to begin with. And it's like this whole web of conspiracy. We it's, don't even realize they're brothers. Like yeah. someone was like, "You look like a guy I go to school with," and he's like, "Get oh, out of really? here!" And then they meet each yeah. other, and they're like, "Wow, we look just like each other." Exactly. And then they figure out there's a third one, and they're like, "Well, he looks just like us too." And then they realize that they're three identical twins, mm. or they're triplets, you know. But it's not uh, like yeah. a reenactment, right? This is a documentary. No, this is a real okay. documentary. Wow. Yeah. Yes. It, and it it gets so real that I'm like, into by that. The, by the end, and it's and it's a not a series. It's it's a it's a one and it's a movie. Like, yeah. Movie. By the time it's done, like that, that 
documentary gave me so many chills at so many different points for so yeah, many different reasons nice. to the point like when it's done like i don't even know if what i'm feeling is good by the end of it. it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. kind it's, of just it's, like weird about it, how surreal everything is and it poses uh, so many questions about I don't identity know, just life in general yeah, like that I did not nature versus nurture you know? from that story yeah exactly like how i don't especially in the case of triplets or twins or whatever how I don't know, conditioning could work or, or something, or or if, if we're all kind of fated to behave a certain way. Really, God. I'm glad to hear it's a documentary. documentary. I meant that in, that story sounds interesting. If it were a fictional show, which my wife has watched a couple that are like that, the whole switch that birth idea, it's so eye rolly. Like, I can't handle it. It's too yeah. cheesy. It's, How do you yeah. even call it a documentary if it's not real? Like, that's not, you know. I know. I, I was just making sure that it wasn't yeah, sure, sure, sure. a, yeah, a reenactment. Not, it, it does sound like a tropey, weird. It uh, will, yeah. <laughs> it sounds like a CW be, show. Completely. Yeah, sure, sure. It will inevitably be like an HBO miniseries, I'm sure. That's fine. They're doing that with the staircase. And they're doing it with the staircase. (laughs) The guy who definitely one thousand percent killed his wife. Yes. Yeah. Like a giant mystery. An owl. I I have never been so sure about someone killing someone in my entire life. (laughs) (laughs) Wrap it up, boys. It happened. Um, Oh my gosh, that's so true. but anyway, all right. Well, there, there's also the reason that you remind me of this is you're talking about triplets and stuff. I just watched the episode of Murderville with Marshawn Lynch where there's triplets oh involved there. Oh, and yeah. Jeff recommended yeah. the show oh, probably a month or month or two ago, whatever it was. And uh, I can confirm it because we, we were out of town. And uh, so I downloaded a bunch of stuff to watch. And that was one of the shows in my queue that I had been meaning to get to. So I downloaded like three episodes of it. And boy, that show is so funny. Like, I, lo- yeah. I love when they break. I love when... Yeah. Like Conan O'Brien tell, makes up this whole story on the spot about being bullied as a kid, and and then He's all good. the kids who bullied him became senators. And the lady, <laughs> the lady improvs and she goes, "So name one." And he goes, "Diane Feinstein." And she just dies. <laughs> she just completely breaks. Yeah. And she's so, supposed to be the professional yeah, improv yeah. player. Like yeah, she's good. not supposed to break. There's lots of moments. Or, I mean, it's or the Conan, moment, right? like when the when the magician starts doing these tricks, and then Will Arnett way over responds to the trick. Conan's like, Conan's like, responds like this. <laughs> oh man, that's great. But you were right, Jeff. Totally great call, Marshawn Lynch. I knew he was funny because of all yeah. of his interviews after football games. Like you could just tell if anyone saw those, you know, this guy is a he's a hilarious dude very witty very funny and mm. smart but on the show it's like he he's like an improv actor like he yeah he doesn't break and he's he handles everything so professionally he almost breaks it's when one tells him he tells him like the fake name he needs to use and that's yeah. when he goes oh lord like he's, yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then he plays along and he's like no just call me by my last name actually which is like the worst part of the name yes um but anyway it's uh, something that's, silly like ass muncher or something like that it's something okay. dumb sure sure <laughs> No, it's like a shit brain or something yes! like that. <laughs> it's something like that. And then he says, they, and I forget his, his first name was something. I forget what it was. But they t- they call him that. He's like, no, no, just shit brain. <laughs> like he plays into it. 
It's yeah, so he good. does. He, I haven't yeah, watched that yet. I should watch. He's really clever. Dude, it's, Kumail it's, Nanjiani, a quick, it's a quick breezy watch. It is. It's six yeah, episodes. Uh, Kumail Nanjiani I, is my favorite episode for it's, sure. It's a little bit of a game so too because the the guest actors are actually truly trying to solve it and trying, to, trying guess, to solve them. It's a pretty so easy it's, mystery. So it's a little bit of a game right? show yeah. element that I like too, where they're, it's not really, but you know what I'm saying. Like it's a little yeah, bit of an, yeah. an, a little bit of an escape room vibe. People win and lose at the end of the. At the end, they'll reveal who it is if they're right or wrong and tell and show you the clues that were offered to them to anyway it's, it's good man i like that show it's great between that and tiny tina this wonderland i'm getting a lot of will arnett these days and i'm okay with it i'm all right oh yeah 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 he's great living in a will arnett world you know since we're already talking about stuff we're watching uh halo premiere just aired right it happened yeah it happened and i see it's in the background jeff i thought i would put something from this week in my background uh as far as my feelings on the show it's fine Okay, I haven't watched it, it yet. It's fine. I watched it. I I probably like it more than Jeff, but not yeah. by a lot. I had a lot to it's, say. The reviews that I'm just like, seem. I, I okay. feel like it has a lot to prove. Okay. Like, yeah. Story wise, but okay. like the production, great. The sound design, great. Uh, don't care about the helmet stuff at all. Like even a little bit. Um. Uh. I, in fact, yeah, I like that's... that actor a lot. Uh, what do you mean about the helmet? Leave Schreiber. Yeah, leave Schreiber's brother. You know, like he's, What do you mean about good... the helmet stuff? Uh, well, people are mad that like he takes his helmet off because he doesn't do that in the games. Oh. But oh, like... he did it already in the first episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just takes oh. his helmet off. Yeah, and they they say that. <laughs> and, I'm not and it's anything. not just that. It's, not just they, uh... they, there was interviews leading up to it to prepare everybody because they knew about. No, the I'm backlash. not worried about the spoiling. I'm just surprised. Yeah, like, but yeah, I'm just for everybody episode, else who's listening who are like, wait, what? <laughs> like even it's Mandalorian, like... they they wait till what is it the se- the last episode or second to last before yes. he yeah it off. So yeah, he and the the is it the robot forces him like he's like yeah. To heal have, to pay, have to do this to help you. To um, so, uh, yes, in this one, it felt like the writers were like, we got to get this helmet off. We got to yeah, do it. Yeah, it. Uh, it felt like a band-aid. We just got to rip the band-aid off type of yeah. thing. You know? like, uh, oh, when he takes it off, he keeps it off through like the net last 10 minutes of the episode. And you're like, this yeah. is weird. I know uh, this is a rabbit I, trail, but I, I have to say it because I'll forget. I just watched the, the trailer for the new Judd Apatow movie that's got an amazing cast. It's coming to bubble. Netflix. That looks the great. Bubble. The bubble, yeah. And uh, Pedro Pascal. Th- just thinking about him from Mandalorian. He's in it, too. And, dude, that movie looks so funny. The bubble looks yeah. hilarious. I can't yeah. wait for that movie. I think that's uh, next. Pedro week. Pascal also in that Nick Cage movie where he Nick Cage plays himself. Nick Cage. So, yeah. so Pedro, <laughs> so Pedro Pascal is doing yeah. a lot of comedy stuff right yeah. now. And, well, he's got to balance it out with Last of Us, which is going to crush just, everyone. I was just going to say that. So, yeah. It's a barrel laugh. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, (laughs) It's the happiest show ever on earth. Yeah, Um, yeah. happiest. I I, I don't know. Uh, And to get back to Halo, it's it's fine. You know, like I'm I'm interested to watch more of it. But like, uh, they have two episodes out or one. Just one. It's, it's people. Okay. Uh, people have reviewed two, so like in the media, people have seen. That's two, what I thought I saw. Everybody yeah, they, else has seen one. They showed both at South by Southwest, uh, okay. the first two episodes, and so like when there is action and it happens at the very beginning, uh, some of that's really cool. Like some Ooh, of that's there's like there's ten minutes of action in this that's outstanding. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm pretty on board with that. I just ten episode season they're gonna do. I think I think so. I just uh, the story of like uh, there's one survivor in this town and she's like a teenager. She the actress looks older, but she's a teenager in the show, and uh, and he's like got a protector or something. I'm just like nah to that type yeah, of thing. Yeah, like well, so this is, you're no baby Yoda, am I right? You know. <laughs> right. Uh, Listen, yeah, even even Mandalorian had some of those side episodes, very Firefly esque. That's like. Can you bring me back to the real story? Like even even some shows that I love have those like just single storyline threads, which are fine. Yeah. But 
but I hope, I hope the show is not about him babysitting her while he fights Covenant. That's just that's my that's my worry. I, I feel a very yeah. tiger and cub story coming on with this. Yeah, one. I hope it's not that. Uh, I hope they I hope, I hope they abandon that very quickly because I would love it if he says that like I can't guard you and he just shoots her like we're, we're done like yeah. I can't I can't do this. Like, <laughs> or he melee's her right? Isn't that the yeah. one shot melee? Like, and, then, and then you hear the shield breaking sound, which you hear all those sounds you hear in the show. It's so oh really? Great. It's so great. Yeah, but it yeah. doesn't. It's not corny at all. Like it actually. No. It, you hear the shield recharging too, like Whoa. yes, yeah, yeah. He takes cover all of those sounds. Point. Whenever you hear yeah. the plasma sword come out, they 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 went to the sound gallery and, and mm. plucked them right from the game. Like, That's and it, cool. it it is not in a cheesy fan made like type that. of way. It feels really good and it looks really good. It's just uh, yeah, the story's got some. It it needs to go somewhere. Uh, and yeah. I don't. I just where, so, what what they've set up so far is kind of weird. I don't is know. this connected just, to the actual games, or yeah, is it a no separate canon. thing? Okay, complete, so complete non-canon. Okay. Yeah, like just they're telling their own story. Um, mm-hmm. Liberties are being taken. Yeah, sure. Which I, I respect that. That's that's fine. Uh, they've already acknowledged it before they even started airing the show. Uh, for for those that pay attention to nerd websites or whatever, like we do, uh, they they were like forthcoming about that. You know, so they I, were. I don't, yeah, I, I respect that. that. I respect that they said that, like, to set expectations. Yeah, perfect. they weren't trying to pull the wool think, over your eyes. You know? I think they, they yeah. did that and then talked about the helmet thing really quickly to kind of set people yeah. at ease. So. Pablo Pablo had a great answer for that. Pablo Shriver, the guy who's playing uh, uh, Master Chief, he uh, he basically, it was the Mandalorian thing. He was basically like, Mandalorian has this whole lore and, like, religious reason for keeping his helmet on. Master Chief doesn't. Like, he, yeah, in, in, the show the they, in the show, they even asked him, like, uh, the the girl asks him like why do you keep that on he's like oh I need to see like my I need to see my HUD no he doesn't yeah say no because the game <laughs> HUD is, is what he's using the helmet so like yeah. it's, it's true though like I have to I gotta see how many the... bullets I have okay. yeah, yeah. He, does, he does say you know, something like that. so it's like oh that's a weak ass reason okay well you know uh, all right and then when he takes you know, it off I'm, I'm less bothered because he already you're says, right with the Mandalorian it was explained not. in a way that I was like yeah I get it like no one can see him right. and, and when he took it off even I was like no don't take it off like that's your yeah. yeah, that's right. the core of who you are. Like, yeah. so and in this like one, it's just it's just our baggage that we're carrying from the games. Well, coming in the out, games, so. there are times when he'll take it off. It's just they cleverly don't show you his face. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like others can see his face. There are times throughout the game stories where he'll put the ma- the helmet down beside him, or before he puts it on, people see him without yeah. it on. I think even an in infinite uh, right doesn't an infinite. I think, I think you're right. Yeah, they, it's a suit of armor. Look, like he, it's not like he, it's it's not glued to him. You know, like, yeah. I just, but this whole idea that like he's not allowed to take it off is is so silly to me because like there's yeah. not even a piece of lore in the book that talks about. It's well, Bungie's I don't, fault. They I don't take out my armor. You know, he, he never says that. It's just we don't see it because it's a video game and we're supposed to imprint ourselves on this mask or this faceless That's person, it. this mask. You know. That's it. Which Budgie said in an interview. They actually yeah. literally said that. So. Yeah. They're like, oops, we created something here. Oh, yeah. That's just people wanting to pretend the Halo lore is deep or something, so... <laughs> Whoa! Uh-oh. I'm kidding, uh, I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't, it's, it's I don't actually, know. It I actually goes a long way, but... I know how deep it goes, but... I was know. gonna just say, though, that uh, I that's why I don't mind them going whatever direction they want with the story, to make it really good, because I have enjoyed individual storylines within Halo games. I don't necessarily... Like, to me, it's not this big, sweeping epic that must be followed. There's just... I don't know. And maybe I'm totally missing it, but I've never felt that way about Halo like I do about maybe other properties where I'm like, well, if you hear from the story, what's the point? Like for Last of Us, if they really go off the rails in a totally different direction, I'm like, well, then why not just make your own apocalyptic zombie show? You know what I mean? Like that's going to kind of bother me if they go way, way off. But anyway, The Last of Us is very, very, very story driven. So it's like it'd be really weird if like they're like, "Eh, we're going to do a different story. It's like, right. 
Yeah. I know they're going to um, add in characters and maybe some side fine. stories because they need to stretch out sure. the content, so to speak. So, I'm expecting them to that. do things that aren't my favorite, but I'm you know still hoping that it's good. Um, yeah, the we'll elites look good in the show. Yeah. They look really good, like the the Covenant, like they're like I was like, oh, oh okay, the special effects look yeah, good. Yeah, the special effects look good, you know, in, yeah. in the show. So, okay, um, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah, when that when that plasma sword went through somebody, uh, the how smooth it was when it happened. Yeah, it was. Pretty I was good. like, oh, that's yeah. pretty clever. In that's, fact, anything with the plasma sword in this is awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah. There are sometimes where Master Chief jumps, and I'm like, mm, okay, that's. <laughs> yeah, that <looks> a little, <laughs> so all right, yeah, that looks like it does, was in. Uh, does like he Photoshop. teabag anybody? Um. No, no, but I, I think I made that joke. I'm just like, oh, I just wish he like bent over like in a way where it looked like he was teabagging on somebody. Yeah, like, that would people be so who funny. people who were in on the joke knew, you know. But, uh, Dude, no, there's a whole uh, it's always sunny podcast episode where they talk about teabagging, and uh, it's yeah. really funny. And they're sure, just they're talking talking very seriously about it, like where it came from and how it's like. Well, in certain scenarios, this would be assault, you know, and like (laughs) (laughs) certain scenarios. So it's pretty. I love that. I love that show. That's like probably my favorite podcast right now. It's on the podcast podcast. is so fun, and the because they're they're hilarious. Like those three guys are hilarious, and you are totally right. They are very much their characters in a way. Like their characters are are caricature, blown up, insane versions of themselves. Mm -hmm. But they really are those. Like they had a whole episode just about Mac almost getting into a fight with a guy at the <laughs> yes. drive for in and out And they didn't even talk about the episode of the show. Yeah, they, they were like, whoops. They, well, just talked about, <laughs> they just talked about getting into a fight in front of your kids and whether or not you shouldn't. And they have a whole thing where they, they're arguing because uh, yeah. the, the guy who plays, um, his name's Glenn Howerton, he plays um, Dennis. Yeah. He is, you can tell, he's pretty tightly wound as a real life person. Yeah. And yeah. and they make fun of him for it, which is great. He acknowledges it, and so he has a a lot of strong opinions about parking in L.A. <laughs> since it's hard to. And so they have a whole thing where they are kind of going back and forth and teasing each other, kind of. But he's not really having fun with it about how close you're supposed to park to the column to make space yeah. for other cars. They pause the recording and go out and measure, <laughs> and oh then they come God, back and, and report. <laughs> it's just it's just so fun. I'm like these, these and guys. Then, are like and then in future episodes, they mention like uh, like Rob. I think started the episode, the next episode going. I parked really close to your car. Like he parked like two. <laughs> no, the next spots. episode, he yeah. knew that Dennis was so pissed off about this. The next episode, he parked diagonally across both spots, so Dennis couldn't park at all. <laughs> or something. It was something like that. Or Charlie. Yeah, it was. You're right. That's like amazing. That. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, oh, man. it's really I love really those good. Guys. Uh, of course, I'm watching that. I think I've mentioned before that I'm going through all the Marvel movies with my kids. We just got to, I think, what is universally considered one of the lesser of the overall Spider-Man movies, and that's Far From Home. And I understand. Mm-hmm. Right. So it certainly has its issues, but yeah, watching it with kids, especially it that's a really fun movie. If you just yeah. kind of, if you just kind of let go of there's several like I don't know what the right word is. I want to say plot holes, but not really. There's just questionable decision making in sure. what where, where they took the story. We all agree on that, I think. Yeah. yeah. But the performances aren't bad. I think Jake no, Gyllenhaal no, actually does no. a really good job. I think they he all does. do a good job. Yeah. And and the twist, if you're especially if you think if you're like an 11 year old kid, you don't see it coming, and you're like, oh, cool, he's good. And then there's a twist moment, and I saw it on all their faces. They're like, oh, as they're putting together like what <laughs> right. was happening, what he's doing, and what and the big mistake. I'm assuming they don't actually know the lore of Mysterio, right? They just they know that adds to it. They just know that he was a bad guy. Like I thought in the comics, oh, okay. he was one of his bad okay. guys, and I was yeah. like, yeah, but you know, sometimes the bad guys team up with the good guys. I was trying to like not give it away. Nice. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. And um, smart, smart. And it was my my 14 year old figured it out and kind of whispered to me. He's like, he's gonna turn bad as he. And I was like, well, no, you know. But uh, 
but that made it so much more fun because their yeah. reaction to the to the quote unquote twist, which everyone most people saw coming, it, it was just fun. It made it way more fun. And even the end when the big reveal, yeah. the after credit scene, and he kind of his life gets blown up there, leading into Noah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, I need to watch more of these movies with my kids and be less of a curmudgeonly <laughs> critic about some I love stuff. It. You know, mm-hmm. I love Spider-Man, dude. So, like, I mean, I remember fun. even watching three, the third one back in the day. But, like, I like that movie. I mean, oh, man, I defended that movie. So, you know, hard. like, yeah, oh, I, with Venom and Sandman. And oh, I, yeah. I, yeah. I dragged, so like, when we when we got to that one, my kids were like, that's the best one. Like, that was after watching <laughs> Spider-Man, too. So I'm like internally going, how could my kids be so wrong about this? But <laughs> sometimes they're wrong. It's OK. Yeah. Sometimes but, they're wrong. Yeah, but yeah. I just I just turned it into like, well, what'd you like about it? And they loved there was all these different villains and all these things are going on at once. They loved that, even though in my mind I'm going like, well, that's why the story was so poorly told is because they tried to do too much. But what you love, I'm yeah. glad you liked it. You know? See the thing but for me, I, I think uh, watching Spider-Man three with my dad was the most enlightening uh, <laughs> watch of that movie because huh. there was a part where Peter finally was like letting go of the Venom suit and yeah. put. He he's got the original suit in his hands, and my dad goes, "I just wish you would just go out there and do shit." And I was like, I was like, that's a really good point because yeah, he's, 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 there's on. just a lot of inner turmoil the whole movie, and not mm-hmm. a lot of fighting. Like, so yeah. he's just. That's what my dad likes is the fighting. He's stuff. like, dude, and, get off your ass and go yeah. be a superhero. Yeah, well, for a movie yeah. with nine villains or whatever, yeah, yeah, there, yeah there's right, a lot yeah, of yeah. like walking around and doing nothing. So. Well, they were they were all pretty bummed when uh, when his buddy Harry really truly starts to hate him after the end of yeah. two and yeah, into yeah, three. Yeah. So they loved when Harry gets injured and he all of a sudden likes him again. He's real friendly. So there was like this kind of sigh of relief, like all oh, they're friends again. And so I think they kind of liked his call it an arc. Listen, I think it was still po- kind of poorly done, but his kind of quote unquote arc to the end, yeah, yeah. the big final scene, it's like, all right. And so they, I think we all kind of, I appreciate yeah, a little, and... a little more than probably I had in the past, but even sure. then, um, it's still the worst of all the Spider-Man movies, but well, it's not. I'm, I remember everybody in my theater booed when I saw it opening night. And <laughs> oh I'd my never God. I had never seen anything like that in my entire life. Even to this day, it was a once in a lifetime thing. And like I when dragged, it was over, I when the credits like rolled? Eight, yes, like the second the credits started rolling, just... <laughs> like everybody, and like I took like eight uh, friends to see this movie. I convinced like eight idiots to see this movie, and all of them turned at me and was just like, "You don't get to pick movies again." And like for me being a movie guy, like that's uh, like that's good. Hurtful. That's really good. That's really like good. the movie's listening, right? Like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. So when for I think about time. that, like, when I think about that movie, it comes with a baggage of embarrassment. That's <laughs> fair. That's totally honestly fair. for me, it, it's just Venom wasn't done right. Like he didn't look right. He's supposed to be huge and menacing and like horrifying. Like. So it was really for me just He's that. Sleek and cool in this well, movie. Well, and yeah, I mean, like... I I like him in some roles, but I just didn't like Topher Grace in that sure, role. Sure, that too. I just that too. I agree. Yeah. I, um, and I know what they were trying to do because Topher Grace was still pretty hot on, seven, Peter, on that seventy right? show, and he yeah. looks he kind of resembles Toby. He McGuire. was on the sure. fence of becoming so. a leading man. Like he had, like you know yeah. what I mean? Like they they the Hollywood was kind of playing around with him being a leading man potentially. Yeah, he was at in that, that uh, Dennis Quaid movie. Yeah, uh, rom com, right? Yeah, where he dates his daughter or something. And I remember liking that movie, and I was like, oh, this guy's got potential. If you look but... back in the mid-2000s, you'll see his face on a yeah. bunch of DVD covers. Like, they were trying yeah. – he was close, but he never what, broke through. Was he on Win a Date with Tad Hamilton, too? I think that yeah. was him. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, 
it's like now we know he's suited for certain movies. Certain sure. things. Well, and, and for more being recently, a side piece on Interstellar. That's what more he's recently good. he did uh, Take Me Home Tonight, which is like an eighties themed. Like, I like that movie. Like, that has Chris, I, and I love Chris that movie. Pratt has a small role in that movie too. Chris Pratt is in that movie with yeah, wife at the time, Anna Ferris, yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. And that movie's funny. Dan Vogel, you know, uh, and he's good in that movie, but like again, this was yeah. like ten years after Hollywood rejected him as a so comedian, my so. my kids yeah. have all liked the original trilogy. They liked it a lot. They thought Amazing Spider-Man was good, but they thought it was just overall very sad. And that's true. Like that the vibe, dude, the, the vibe of those the vibe of those even the first one with uh the dad, sorry if it's a spoiler for anybody, but with with what Gwen's dad dying, like even that vibe is just kind of yeah. that whole thing was a little sad and then I mean just kind of had a somber vibe to it. And then the the second one I mean, boy, I wish he had had a third movie because I feel like the third one could have been that yeah. upswing or something because it was a bummer. That second one was a bummer. I mean, yeah, that, even more so. Yeah, that that is honestly like that's what you have to have with Spider-Man if you're gonna try to be sort of um, uh, paying paying uh respects to the comics. That's just what Spider-Man's like. You know, with great power comes res- great responsibility. He's just this yeah. kid who's just a normal kid. He does have these these extraordinary powers, and he's just constantly dealing with loss and, like, balancing, yeah. you know, real life with being the superhero. Like, that's literally what his vibe is. So, yeah, yeah it makes yeah. sense, for sure. So I think, but throughout the rewatches, I feel like I've got a new appreciation for Homecoming. That one just has charm. Yeah, Homecoming's oh, for the nines. Awesome. Yeah. So fun. The movie is un... And Mike Too much Iron Man. Too much Iron Man, guys. You guys are... <laughs> He's in like five minutes of screen time and people still complain about that. That's so funny to me. Well, I there's a, a couple like little misdirection moments in that movie too that I'd forgotten about. Yeah. Things like yeah. him thinking he wasn't there and he steps out of the suit like face yeah. to face. Like yeah. I thought those are moments were really it's well done. It's a great scene too. It's a great scene and it's, you know, it's a good kind of like hero. There's a couple of hero moments for Peter in that movie that the other ones had as well, especially I think Spider-Man 2 had a lot of these hero moments for Tobey Maguire's Peter mm. and Homecoming had some of those. Those like the, the rubble. Those, yeah, the rubble moment, like those moments that kind of just give you chills. You're like, oh man, he just became Spider-Man for real. You know what I mean? Mm. Like there's not a whole lot of moments. I that, love the the entire DC sequence. Uh, it gets swept under the rug sometimes with these MCU movies because there's so many great action sequences, but I love that entire DC sequence. It's yeah. so awesome. Like flipping around the helicopter, using yeah, yeah, it to yeah. like, to like swing slingshot into the window, the tiny freaking window, and yeah. uh, catch the elevator, and like everybody's crawling up to yeah. exit or whatever. Oh my god, dude! Yeah. So yeah, good. The big reveal and then, the movie is awesome too. The like, big reveal is good. It's, it's yeah. still yeah. like kind of. I remember the, the movie, movie where yeah, like, when he he kind of decides to just try to live his life and do what Tony said, and then he goes to knock on the door of the girl, and then the guy the guy who was there, the dad. That's is, a great reveal too. Yeah. That's, Whoa, that's the that. reveal I'm talking about. Yeah. Whoa! And then him yeah. figuring out on the car drive because Peter's too young to know oh, yeah. how to hide it correctly. You know, it's just, yeah, just that was back to back. And moment. Michael Keaton's face when he realizes it, I was like, oh my gosh, he's really <laughs> yeah, delivering. Like you're in DC, yeah. good old Spider Man. Yeah, good old. Spider-Man. Such a great line read, yeah. or he made it up. I don't know. Well, <laughs> same thing when he had when he had Peter stay in the car and he talked to him like that too. It was just, dude, that was that movie's oh, yeah. fantastic. You know, I thought, he kind of casually turns the gun. He turns around and he's got yeah. the gun in his hand already. Yeah. Oh. So good. So I, I still, I still Evil think Batman. Far From Home is probably for the Tom Holland movies. It's the weakest of those three. Yeah. But it's somewhere, it's somewhere in my opinion. I think it's above Spider-Man Three of the original personally. Yeah, and I think yeah, it's yeah. somewhere, yeah. it's somewhere in the mix with the two Amazing Spider-Man movies, which are with both had good and bad moments. I thought so. I don't People know. hate I the it. second Amazing Spider-Man, and I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I don't, I don't know why. I, I gotta be I mean, honest, that that hate was so loud, <laughs> I never saw it. 
So, and I'm no. never, I'm never, in, in, you know, impersonable. By I think that. the Green Goblin like look was like kind of not great. Oh, that was. Like, I, I remember yeah. the marketing kind um, of. The that was another too, weird cast. Know? Dane DeHaan in that role was just not yeah. a great cast there. Jamie Foxx, I honestly didn't though. like. I did not dislike that. I thought it was actually pretty cool. Him like glowing blue. I don't know. I visually thought might've, it looked cool. Might have, might be the coolest. Uh, like villain theme music if you go back and listen yeah, to those dude. scenes that kind of rock and roll chug that kicks in every time okay. he shows up mm-hmm. is I don't remember, really yeah. well done like dude, that's, my that's, a Han, that's a Hans Zimmer cool. score for you right there dude that's a Hans mm-hmm. Zimmer peak peak Hans Zimmer yeah you can like feel like oh he's arrived like he's uh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Electro yeah. is about to show up and it's not just Hans Zimmer he did a super he formed a super group of like five composers for that movie okay, and really? you can tell you can like tell like Junkie XL is in on it I think somebody from Radiohead's in on it uh, wow. like like there's a lot of wow. people on that score, and and it's it's one of my favorites because it's of good. that. But I do it's remember good. going into the Amazing Spider-Man two, going, "This movie's trash," and then I watched it and went, "That wasn't trash." No, and no. then I feel like every other time I revisit it, I have to remind myself, like it's not trash. I go through yeah, it, and then I'm like, "Oh, not. this isn't that I don't bad." Think it is. I, feel, I feel like people were loud enough about it where like that just they were they were very also loud. his yeah. suit is like one of the best versions out of all of them. I think. I actually like. Uh, not Toby, uh, Andrew Garfield's suit, like in both yeah. of those movies. Especially yeah. in the second one, because in the first one it was a little weird. He almost looked like he had like weird sneakers on, like built yeah. into the suit, like uh, I do um, right. and it had almost like a basketball like texture. The look of it, it had like sort of the texture. It did. Of the suit. You're right. <clears throat> yeah, the first had, like one a weird really basketball hot. suit. Um, but the second one is fantastic. I love. I did like. There's... I did like the ultimate uh, in the first one, uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, him kind of having that moment with Gwen's dad. I, I did like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a great scene. But like you're good. like you're saying, uh, Tim, as far as like watching it with family and stuff, I totally understand the like it's a little too heavy and somber. Like. It is pretty somber. And Dan, you're yeah. right. Like to give real true homage to the character, I get it. You got to have those heavy yeah. moments and yeah, him yeah, experiencing yeah. loss. But yeah. those those hit it a little harder than the original trilogy and harder sure. even in the Tom Holland trilogy, which we know in No Way Home, there's you know a sad. Yeah. loss there as well and then there's a different non-death loss at the very end which is a, a different kind of right loss where you're kind mm-hmm. of losing history you know losing relationship that's sad yeah, yeah, too yeah, yeah but it's just different it didn't have the same heavy feel any yeah. of those um then the, the gwen stacy it hit is is pretty hard i mean it's it was hard in the comics back it's when brutal. it first happened yeah it's so you know it's really andrew they, it's thought, andrew garfield's fault for being such a good actor yeah yeah it's um, andrew garfield i always thought that was like a way too i was like they would never would adapt that but they ended up andrew garfield it. after this year especially i'm almost i'm almost tempted to call him the best working actor right now seriously he is amazing yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, I, I love role. him, and he's he's been in a bunch of really good a, a bunch of really good roles. Even stuff like Hacksaw Ridge, which isn't everyone's cup of tea. I get oh, dude, it. that movie is great. I yeah. think mostly because of him and Vince Vaughn. Actually, Vince Vaughn is surprisingly really great in that movie. Yeah. Um, but that yeah, movie has some of the most brutal battlefield scenes. Though, so yeah. You can't handle gore. Like, watch out for that. And it's one. it's very deliberate. As much as you know, Mel Mel Gibson is not great. Whatever. But oh, like that movie, sure. Yes. I only but, watch but movies very, made by perfect people. But it's very deliberate in like no in like he's surrounded by all these people blowing up in in a super violent fashion, but he still refuses to pick up a weapon. He's, he's just helping people. He's supposed yeah. to help. Oh gosh, I love him in that movie. Okay, so, yeah. I know we went down the rabbit trail there, but I wanted to share stuff I'm watching. That's what that's what we're and so I think tomorrow, if time permits, I've been putting together this playset. Oh, we're gonna watch No Way Home tomorrow, if time permits. I'm putting together this playset, and I for didn't really think about if you order it online and deliver it none of it's put together like not one little single piece of wood connection bracket Uh. any (laughs) is put together so they they have a literal box inside the box of all the hardware 
So I, there's probably 30 different bags of different screws and nuts Sweet. and bolts and stuff. And it's holy smokes, dude. It's a project. I probably put in six hours on it today. To pay money for stuff that you have to work on. It's my favorite. <laughs> You're buying a project. Yeah. yeah. And then they charge you an obscene Oof. amount of money to, well, we'll Oof, do it for assembly. you. Well, now, do it. Just give us like 50 I didn't bucks pay a lot of money, and I know it's not as difficult as what you're facing, even though I haven't seen it. But I just paid like $60 for a work desk, and I only reason why I bought it is because I was like, this looks really easy. This 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 should be doable. Yeah. And I get it in, and I'm not saying it's hard. I looked at it. I opened it's up pieces. It's not simple. And it's not simple, and then the instruction pieces don't mm. match the pieces right. that oh, I'm looking God. at uh-huh. to a T. And yep. so I started yep. ranting because that's what I do. And I'm like, <laughs> how hard is it to put a sticker on this yep. saying this yep. is H1? Yep. And this is H2 since they fucking look the same, you assholes. <laughs> Dude, so I, hit, I get angry. I've hit three times today where I've got all the pieces. And these are big, heavy pieces of lumber, right, for this playground. You got to prop them all up and I get them all together. And then on the next step, it says it kind of just shows you these little guide holes that you're supposed to have facing the right direction. And I. <laughs> I had the I had the those little guide holes. I'll keep saying them. Uh, I I had them facing. It was like the wrong way on the beam. The beam was just flipped the wrong way. But the, on the picture, it didn't show me that. It yeah, didn't have a arrow on there. It doesn't mm. tell you. So now I now have to. There's no way to do it. It's com- it, it's no what wood. Derek was just saying combined with that. I have to disassemble yeah. that whole yeah. beam. It's and not then, that hard and does not cost them a lot of money no. to simply put a sticker on saying this is A1, this is A2, yes. this is H1, this is yep. H2. It's yeah. not that hard, and it's ridiculous that they sell stuff that way. But anyways, that's another yeah. rant. Uh, furniture so, yeah. should have accessibility options. I agree. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> furniture no, you gotta, you should have an easy mode. mode. It's got to be hard mode. Well, I think <laughs> I've got, easy the, mode. The, I got the most difficult elements put together. It's like the, you know, if you've seen a standard playground where you have kind of like the fort side where you have a slide <laughs> coming off of it, you have a couple of different ways to climb up. That's mm-hmm. the most tedious. I did all that today. That and the next all by yourself. My kids are helping a little bit, oh, but yeah. Okay. Pretty much all. Of <laughs> yeah. He's yeah, by himself. I'm, by, I'm by myself. Actually, to be fair, two of them in particular have been quite helpful. I'll just be like, all right, I need uh, three of the S3 and two of the A24, and they'll run and try to like dig through That's all the helpful. stuff. Yeah. So that he actually does. He's asking his wife for the guide hole. Where's the guide hole? Where's the guide hole? <laughs> <laughs> Let me see. Where's the department I call? Oh, you about found it, honey. But you then, found it a lot. Tomorrow, all I have to do is the there's a main beam and then the little A frame on the side and the swings. Those are much easier. I'll do that tomorrow. And so if there's time, we're going to watch No Way Home and wrap up our Spider-Man 8 movie marathon, which has been a lot of fun. Those movies are all really fun. And uh, and oh, then, it's yeah. back, then it's back to the Marvel stuff. The kids want to get into the stuff that they haven't seen after Endgame, including Shang-Chi and Eternals. And uh, I think I'm not sure that we'll watch What If. That show's freaking weird, even though it's cartoons. Like, that's pretty messed up, some of it. So I don't know if we'll watch that. Dude, but the rest- and then there's like, and then there's like four episodes in a row that are the most depressing episodes I've ever seen in my life. Very They're very depressing. sad. So yeah. we might just stick to like, you know, we might do the WandaVision, Loki, Hawkeye. You know, we might do that swing of things because those are pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah, Hawkeye for sure. I yeah. can see like kids loving Hawkeye. Yeah. What is? I think they'll. I, I think WandaVision will be a little weird, but they do want to fi- find. They kept asking me if Vision's dead, and I'm like, yeah. And, and as much great. as he could be dead, you know, yeah, it's not well, like, yeah. Was yeah. he ever alive, you know? Yeah. 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 What is... Yeah. What is being alive, sort of, yeah. I just basically told him, like, you find out what they're going to do with Vision sort of at the end of WandaVision. You get an idea of where they might be going with that character if... I don't know. 
I really then, hope they actually take that to like just really just go all the way with it because I think he actually has potential to be a really great character. Like, yeah, and I, I like the memes lately where it's like, where did he fly off to at the? It's like <laughs> how long has gone on, and we're like, right. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, he's finding himself. <laughs> well, that's I all guess. stuff <laughs> that we are currently watching, have been watching. Let's talk about stuff we're playing. There's three big games that just dropped at the end of this week and uh thank god it's not like i know we needed some stuff to play which is (laughs) it's been just i mean to be fair it is kind of gonna work it looks like we are gonna get into a little bit of a dry spell that's fine we need one yeah (laughs) Yeah, i'm good with that i'm good with that and the thing is like it depends on who you are like if there might be some niche games or re-releases coming out that are really your thing um i'm kind of glad that nintendo delayed the advance wars uh, reboot camp games because I'm totally going to play those, but I just was like, when am I going to find time for these? Like, I don't have time for these. You know, getting delayed. Forspoken and delayed is fine with me, Adam May. Um, anyway, the ones that are out, we'll go just alphabetical through these three. We've got Ghostwire Tokyo, Kirby in the Forgotten Land, and Tiny Tina's Wonderlands that we'll talk about in addition mm-hmm. to anything else that you guys have wrapped up. But let's start with Ghostwire Tokyo from Tango Gameworks. Of course, this is now a Microsoft-owned studio, but this was a PlayStation 5 exclusive from that was decided a long time ago. So it is truly a PS5 exclusive at the moment, or PS4, PS5? PS4, PS5, yeah. Yeah, and then PC. Um, what do you guys think so far? I played uh, through the first chapter last night and kind of just started the second chapter, but I didn't go much farther than that. You guys playing it at all? Yeah, I am. What do you think? I, I'll just start. I, I, I got to where Tim got. Um, it was actually the first game I booted up because Tiny Tina wasn't downloaded yet. Um, so I, I started playing that. And so far, I guess, to me, it comes down to expectations. First of all, I had zero expectations for this game. I was not even going to buy it until I just texted Tim and I was like, do you want to go halves? I think it would be worth us checking out for just even just the show in general. And he's like, yeah, so that's the only reason why I bought it is we went halves on it. And I think it's with those low expectations and the reviews making it sound. Look, the review scores aren't bad. They're all in between seven and eight. Swimming in sevens. Mm -hmm. But the way the if you actually listen to most reviews, I'm not saying all they make it sound like it's just a bad game with a great city. Like, Mm -hmm. hey, I just like exploring the city. But the game is not fun to play. The story's not good. The characters, I'm like, well, then how the heck do you get a seven? But whatever. So I'm playing it with real low expectations. I get in there and I'm like, "Uh, okay, this is not bad at all. It plays like a first-person shooter, which that was one of my main concerns. As I'm watching the videos, I'm like, what is all this spell stuff? Like, is this going to be overcomplicated? Is this going to be a bunch of, like, mashing buttons and combos and all this stuff? And I'm like, no, it's you aim and shoot like your fingers are or your hand, which your fingers, two fingers is a gun. You just sit there and boom, boom, boom. Does it feel like an amazing first person shooter? No, but it works. Um, and I saw as I started unlocking some stuff, I was like, OK, cool. There's uh, there's there's skill trees and there's unlockables. So this is going to get a little bit more complex. I so far again early on. I don't have a problem with the characters. I love the world, and I'm intrigued by the story so far. Yeah, it's the nothing... lore seems really interesting. The lore yeah, yeah seems, there's yeah. nothing the like... visuals are awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've never seen this before, but it's also... it's There's nothing that's like, well, this is uninteresting. 
it actually has a little bit of a hook of like, well, I want to play this. So for me, um, I like it. My first impressions is I think this is if you're on the fence, this is a game. If you watch the reviews again and you're okay with the stuff they're saying and you're seeing, this is a game you should be buying. If you're not, I do think waiting is not a bad thing, only because I do think this game will drop pretty quick. I think you'll get a $20 discount in two to three weeks. Four it's weeks def- definitely an action game. Anyone looking at this thinking this is just a, a horror game? Like, yeah, it's it's a horror game, but it's the not action really, side. It's, well, horror. it's got horror. It's not survival. It's got horror so elements, but yeah. uh, survival. from everybody who's like uh, uh, reviews that I've read so far, they're just like, I don't know if I was ever scared while playing yeah. it. Yeah, like, like Evil yeah, Within uh, is terrifying. Like, yeah, Evil Within scares yeah. the crap out of me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this being made by the same guy, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So that's my, my general impressions. I think that's um, good. This yeah, I'm like two and a half uh, hours in, and um, uh, I just did a side quest that like really put the visuals. And like when I say that, I don't mean like the the fidelity, the 4K, and the HDR. I mean like the vibes, the, the vibes and like the aesthetic and stuff like that. Uh, I'm gonna purify style. this house. You know what I mean? Like uh, there's oh that grandma. one, yeah. yeah. Oh, did you play this one, Dan? Yeah, this, so. this one's this one's really good. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. The, the grandma, she's looking for her daughter who she thinks is trapped in this house. And mind you, everyone's dead in this city. So you're helping sure. ghosts and stuff like that. Uh, when you go into this Spoilers. house, you know. Jeez. Yeah, it happened. Yeah. The, the first five seconds of this game, that's what happens. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No respect. Um, it's voiced yeah, no, by no Channing respect. Tatum, who learned Japanese. Oh, for the God. Yeah, Brad Pitt's also in this movie. Yeah. Slash video game. Um, anyways, yeah, so, like, you're trying to find this little girl, but when, as you're going through, uh, this house or whatever, like, things about the house are, like, changing, there's rooms that are flipping upside down, mm-hmm. like, it, it just, it's almost like you're in a completely different ethereal place, like, it just, the, the everything shifts around you, kind of like control, like, it's yep. got, like, mm-hmm. control, yeah, it's very control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, you know, and the way that things get just psychedelic and weird and, and, and stuff like that, um, yeah. and I, I really like that part of it, uh, you know, there's a part at the very beginning, which I think maybe we've all gotten to if we played chapter one where he wakes up in like a white room with like red flowers everywhere you know and it's just like it's just weird looking you know it's just ethereal for the sake of it and i like that i like how like dramatically weird this game is uh, well even that scene where you first get introduced to what i assume is the antagonist and his group of antagonist buddies um uh, and that even that scene is kind of like again not not spooky but kind of like dude those guys look messed up well and they're menacing right yeah and, yeah, and some menacing over the, them. it's very menacing that's a, that's a good word for it and i could also tell like all right those are some of the bosses i'll be fighting later and he's going to be the main boss like just what it had the vibe that i get all gonna have it's almost like powers, um resident you know? evil 8 right like when like you're yes. in the room and you're yeah. obviously yeah, those characters family, are more unique yeah. but yeah. like yeah these are like these these you know three other individuals with their yeah. uniquely different masks yeah um and, and I remember seeing he, the doll character in that moment being like, well, I don't want to go wherever she is. And I, right, did, yeah. I hated it. Yeah. I knew I would hate it. And you yeah. definitely didn't want to go there after <laughs> no. the fact. Like, no. um, yeah. yeah, I've been doing a lot of side, So I'm like about four hours in. But like after doing um, that side quest that you just mentioned and then um, this, the when you go back to his apartment, the uh, should we mention that just like kind of like what's going on as far as like the, the main character and the I other haven't person gotten there yet. So. No, I'm, but I'm saying the person that's going along with you on this journey, oh, so to speak. Yeah, there's definitely a possession situation. It's in the trailers. It's in the trailers, yeah. Possession yeah, thing yeah. happening. So yeah, but essentially, me is inside of another guy named Akido or whatever. Yeah. Um, um, that's, yeah. So there's two two people in one body type of situation. Oh, so gay porn. Got it. 
Oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. two dudes okay. inside of each other. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, the beginning of Chapter 2. He's had my curiosity, but now you have my <laughs> okay. He's back in his apartment in Part 2, and his face is kind of looking a little different now. Like, that's right. I remember what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, that was, like, the last main thing. And then I've just kind of been going around doing some side quests. So it it does have a little bit of a checkboxy feel to it. But then, like, I think, like, some of those side quests, like the one that Kyle just mentioned, makes it – um changes it up a little bit, adds a little more to it. Because, like you said, you go inside, and there's kind of unique things happening. Um, you can pet dogs in the game, so this game's a ten out of, out of ten as dogs. far as I'm concerned. There you go. There you go. Pet dogs and pet cat. Dogs. I pet a cat. You can pet a cat too. Dude, and when you read their thoughts, the cats like the little blurb you read at the bottom, totally cat like. Just like yeah, yeah. The cat's like, just, like I'm, I'm sad or whatever. Yeah. I forget what this. Or like, like, what the hell's going on here? I'm pissed. Yeah, I'm, I'm I always really assumed cats, cats were just thinking, if I were bigger, I would eat you. That's what I assumed. <laughs> yes, cats. Yeah, were probably, yeah. Um, the yokais oh, are cats with two two tails, and they have like a coat on, so that's pretty cute. Yeah. Um, and you can buy stuff from them. You just go in they're, the shop and they're, they're just floating there. Stores, yeah. yeah, which is which is awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I mean it's a be- it, so this is Shibuya, right? Is yeah, that, Shibuya. Yeah, yep. Shibuya, and it's just it's perfectly just translated. I, I I would say like just the lighting and the you can like when you pass certain um certain like shops or like I guess like bars or or whatever you can hear like the music kind of faintly still playing, but you see clothes all strewed about on the ground. Like just the vibes that they're nailing of like what the premise of this game is and everybody having just sort of like disappeared because the fog came rolling in and just turned them all into a very raptured world. It's a very wet city. Everything was like puddly and wet all the (laughs) time. Well it rains but those puddle those puddle like uh, reflections looks are great. some of the best I've yes. ever seen, maybe yeah. ever. I don't know. They, they look great, but I'm like, why is everything right? so wet all the time? Yeah. <laughs> I think it does rain town. a lot in Japan, so I think they're kind of just, yeah, they're nailing it. That's that. racist. Okay, sure. <laughs> Let's spend five minutes here. Please explain. <laughs> You're just, you made an assumption about a location. You know. You know what you did. Fight down. Um, <laughs> Listen, this this game is approved by some libtard magazine that said it does it better. Oh yes, sure, than yes. Sifu yeah. and Ghost, Ghost, of Ghost of Tsushima. You see, those were all white guys who did those games. So <laughs> actually, we're all racist for liking this game if we do like it. So that's true. I was like, weren't really the Ghost of Tsushima only... guys given like the keys of the island or something like that? Like in some sort of like major. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like Kyle. Represent. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> You know, we should only play games that are made by people who look like us and mm. that express our experiences. If I better you play, not catch yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you play anything outside or watch anything outside of that, then you're appropriating people's enjoyment. I, I think. better um, not catch y'all watching anything outside of your way. <laughs> oh my gosh. I never, I never um, need so, y'all reaching out, ever. Derek, fact, you play, you, Derek and you I guys are not allowed to play this game, so I don't, I don't know what we're doing talking yeah, about. Jeff's it. like, I didn't yeah, play it. What's oh, wrong with you? How woke of you, Jeff? <laughs> Derek and I played Deathloop the Thank most. I'm, as far as yeah. the controls go, are you getting like a Deathloop? I don't know if you had problems with the controls. Maybe you played on PC. There's kind of like a clunkiness to the controls as far Dude, as. I like, was actually going to say. And I, I heard them about this on Game Scoop. I had to adjust yeah. mine too. I highly recommend you adjust them because I, I have adjust sensitivity. I haven't found. I'm gonna adjust mine. I forgot I was supposed to do that. And it I feels really. Yeah, I saw. Slow. I was going to bring that up as a Sasan, negative. Sasan mentioned it to Kyle. He, yep. That yep. he posted a video saying to adjust these controls. So I watched the video and I was like, okay, I'll just do it. Like I hadn't even played the game. I was like, I'll just adjust it to what I think I remember Mark Medina from. IGN telling us to do and that's basically turn the sensitivity all the way up to a hundred for both I don't know. It doesn't matter. But my point is is it makes everything quicker because when you play it at the regular settings, it's actually uh, got a little bit of a lag input. 
which yeah. is why I kept on calling it that I, I was like, it feels like an Xbox Generation One like video game, yeah. just, like like Breakthrough or something like that, like one of those it, really it's like old. A, it's slogging through. Years. It's just slow. Yeah. 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 So I I'm, I think that is gonna help, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna do that. Yeah, when I get back on. So the controls are a little clunky, um, but yeah, like I, I do again. It's these games like Forspoken, similar, like focusing on magic. I think is really cool as opposed to just the traditional sword or spear or whatever. They do give you uh, automatic Uh, aim assist, which is important because your main attack is essentially you're shooting. I think at first at least it's wind, right? It's wind attack. Yeah. And but it's like a single shot. It's like having a single shot rifle, and so missing is a big deal, right? You're probably gonna get hit if you miss. So using the auto aim. Enemies are aggressive. Yeah, some of them. And I and I do like that. Clearly, there's like an esque. There's sort of like a evolution to the. So uh, you could charge up the wind attack. So if you like hold it there for a while, then it does like a double shot, which is cool. So obviously, there's going to be like and you know with the leveling up that Derek mentioned, this you can you're obviously probably going to be able to. I'll tell you where stealth is what I ended up liking because, like I said, the shooting mechanics are pretty bland. Even if you up the sensitivity, it's pretty bland. What what got me going, okay, this could be pretty cool, and now I want to see what else I unlock, is when you start shooting the enemies until you basically break them, and then mm-hmm. you can, like, yeah, basically pull tether tear the them out yeah, and pull so their... Cool. And that's when I was like, okay, now you're... Even if it's just an aesthetics things and yeah. shiny lights yeah. and all that stuff, I was like, it had that vibe that you're really, like, ripping these guys apart, and yep. I like that. That and extra mechanic is yet, great. Man. Yeah. And you do have to put a and little bit. It looks bit cool of a... too, but you pull the strings and then yeah, kind of like. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It looks cool because I saw that. I saw that in all the previews and reviews, and I was like, "What are they? What are they doing to do all that stuff? This looks yeah. chaotic." I was and... worried about it. Yeah. But no, it's. But real it gives simple. you a very clear. It gives you very clear like signal, like, "Hey, now hold L2." Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. Yeah. Um, real simple. Which is nice. And you can't just like you can't just like sort of plow through the enemies too. Like if you're trying to rip the soul out of one of them, but one of them's coming at you and they oh, use the real close. He'll he'll yeah. whack you, and then like you sort of almost have to start over, like and almost like they're your window you. to do that closes. Right, yeah. right. Yeah. So you do have to kind of like actually be like purposeful with your attacks, so to speak. And you know, it's funny. It sounds like too, you know, where it's like, oh, like wow, there's overall, way more people here than I thought there were. Yeah, yeah. Overall, we like this. We do. Start. Yeah. I just, I think yeah, I just need more it. time with it. Yeah. 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 Of this course. feels more. Time, this feels but. more appropriately a seven, a swimming in sevens game versus stranger of paradise which is i'm just i'm drowning when i'm i mean yeah i'm not are you still up. playing that game dan are you I, still I'm, playing I'm trying to finish horizon i i got up to that part where i mentioned the other day uh and jeff was like yeah that that Gemini. part yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 that part's uh yeah Whew. um well, a lot of things happen in a row uh, yeah, Gemini. Yeah, I can I can give you a pro tip on how to finish Horizon real fast. Okay. Get yes. I can, I can cut everyone like a hours. woman. Don't listen to them cut, talk. Blah blah. Cut off eight <laughs> hours from that game right there. God's sake. Yep. Yep. You're the yep. worst. You're the worst. You're the worst. Yeah, you're and then watch a YouTube video about it later. Yeah. Worst thing in the entire world to me. You know, when you got when we're talking about the pulling the heart out of the enemies in Ghostwire, it reminds me of um the one mechanic from that game Recore that kind of made it interesting because that mm. game is pretty bland and repetitive. Yeah. I didn't even I didn't even play it long enough to get There's, to whatever you're gonna but, say. But there is a cool there is a cool mechanic where you're literally there pulling the cool core mechanic. out of those machines during like once you get you get their weak spot whatever and then you can pull the core out and then you can use it to upgrade your machines oh, or but whatever. But I felt else. like oh. that was more if I remember correctly we're talking six years ago or whatever. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a little more complicated to figure out how yes. to. 
pull yeah. the cord. That was part of the problem was one of the more fun mechanics they introduced. Like, oh, this is unique. It, it didn't happen enough because you can't do it to every enemy, and it was more complex to get to it. Yeah. But anyway, had a similar vibe where it's like there's the opening. You have a window to hit the right button, and then you have to, your character's like really pulling really reminds hard to get the cord the, uh, Reminds me of the Doom or Doom Eternal melees. Um, just hearing that described. Yeah. yeah. Where, like, You'd shoot shoot them to a certain point. If they're blinking, you can go up to them and tear them tear the legs yeah. off. Yeah, tear them apart. yeah, it is very much like use their game. arm to stab them through the throat. Just something like yeah. that. Yeah, those <laughs> are some of the best executions <laughs> ever. Yeah, so that gets a little repetitive because there's so many freaking enemies in those games, but it's it's still fun. Yeah, it's still fun. And then to keep sprinting around the room because you will die if you stop moving. Um, exactly. All right. And you get and you every melee hit. You don't you get like health in that game? You do. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So. Very satisfying. Um, the other game that came kind of like Outriders, just FYI. Oh, we don't talk. Uh, about guys are interested no in playing, playing Outriders. Speaking of we really don't fast talk about Outriders, dude, I just thought of you. Don't talk about Bruno. I just got that song in my head. God damn said it. That. Um, all right. Um, the other big game that came out yesterday, the second of the three we'll talk about today, is uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land, which, admittedly, I have not purchased this yet, although. My kids and I now have all played through the demo over our yeah. break where we went to the cabin. We pl- we all had the demo downloaded. We have like four Switches in our family you know, now. That, that's all- what I've beaten is the demo. We played and I, the and demo. I've just bought it, so I haven't played the full okay. thing. Okay. And so we played it. And, but also when you finish the demo, it'll, it'll basically tell you, go back and play now with some of the evolved skills. We've evolved some of the abilities, so you can do that, which is really fun. So we've played through several of the levels several times. We all agree we want to get it. And I know Nintendo games rarely go below like maybe... 15 percent off so it might go down yeah. to like 49 dollars or something so go you want down. Buy it these just, type yeah. usually drop to 40 not like right it away, might go to 40 it'll drop, it'll drop to 40 yeah, yeah. It might go to 40 but i think i think i've got them convinced like maybe we'll all chip in some money and buy a physical copy that way we can share it together um i mean it's reviewing things. really well so i don't know if yeah. that's gonna happen anytime soon but yeah it's a guy like well they do it based off sales so anything that's like top tier like mario and Zelda, that's gonna take years for it to drop. And yeah. if you look, they've gotten better. Like I see Zelda Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey on sale for thirty to forty bucks all the time. I do too. This yeah. game will drop within well, a couple months. Then so they're putting CSL. They put Tropical Freeze up on a freaking pedestal then, because that shit doesn't go on sale like until like maybe once a year. I've, I've, once a I've year. Seen it, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Black Friday every year. That's the only. Yeah, and, like, and even then, it's like fifty cents off. Yeah, and I'm like, come on, like thirty, please, thirty dollars. Make it thirty dollars. I'll buy it. I get it for thirty, bro. I do have that but, game if you want to borrow it. I think I all feel... the games that came from Wii U to Switch should all be twenty at this they, point. That's yes. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely crazy. I agree. But they won't do that because. Well, the Wii U didn't exist. I'll have to say the demo's available. If you have a Switch, go try the demo out. It, it's actually a good um, chunk of the game. And so am I the only one that's bought it? Or no, Jeff no, I bought it. it. I bought it. I just hadn't played so, the main game yet. Well, my wife and I did the first four levels. My wife. So. Oh, nice. My wife. My wife. Why? Why we? Why we? Put and the demo is the first sexy time. Th- isn't the demo the first three <laughs> levels? Uh, <laughs> it's yeah there's three so, levels to the is demo. there three i thought there was just two there's um, three okay it's three well, but one's just a boss fight yeah well so the one with the so the one where you're like going inside the mall and all that i yeah. thought that was like the second level you played in the demo right third was it okay well that's not actually that's not the the sequence in the okay. actual game so that I was actually kind of so. cool was kinda i was out of nowhere I, yeah. I was anticipating that that's how it was going to be but it's actually a, a different level so um yeah, it's. I mean, if you played the demo, you get the gist of what the combat is, what the vibes are. He absorbs random objects and just turns, so you know, like the, the car, the cone. Link, 
sold me. I was like, all right, I'll play as Link. Dude, when yeah. I the second time through when I beat that boss and I absorbed his power and I had a great sword and like a fur cape, I was like, mm. oh, okay, this is even cooler. Like I didn't know <laughs> yeah. you could do that. This game is actually really super cool. And yeah, I I would be buying this day one if I wasn't going through the stuff I was going through. Plus, I've got like 75 games that I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so exactly. that's um, literally the reason. Like, I would actually, I would say this for me personally. If I did, if I could split the cost, like if if I was splitting the cost, I would have picked Kirby over Ghostwire. And mm-hmm. I I like Ghostwire. Y'all heard what I said, but. I think Kirby demo wise was just a more fun game. I was like, oh, and I'm not yeah. a Kirby guy. I have never yeah, bought me a neither. Kirby me game neither. in my entire life. Yeah, the um, I I would say the most clever the series has ever been was maybe Epic Yarn. They kind of took like the the yarn aspect within and did yeah. some clever stuff. But it's been so long since I played it, I don't remember anything specific. Um, there's definitely moments in this where again, like when you absorb the sort of random thing, like the car or like the the color yeah. or whatever. And you're driving um, there, around. There's there's another one, and I I'm not gonna say just so you guys are surprised because it's pretty funny there's another one yeah, that's I love pretty discovering funny. It, yeah. and it's huge and just the way that he kind of like just sort of waddles along and it's and it's unique the way that you're using it. it's just they clearly actually put some like kind of effort into um making the abilities actually have purpose and meaning and like kind of yeah. implementing that into the gameplay and making yeah. everything is adorable in that game even the yes. ball, everything everything yeah. in the game is just so cute yeah. Across the board. Very it's colorful. Just, yeah. Very colorful. I mean, I as much not... as I love Mario 3D World, this is that vibe that I got from yes. this. Yeah. Yes. And yeah, I more so than Odyssey, although that. similarities to Odyssey. Too. Yeah, I would actually yeah, say definitely. 3D World is actually spot on because you're doing a lot of sort of like 3D stuff at like sort of the cameras sort of at that angle. And, and then you fixed, do right. Yeah. And so. then there's a little bit of side uh, side scrolling, like just mm-hmm. a little bit. So, yeah, that's I'm, I would not have guessed going into this week that I would have bought kirby and not ghostwire yeah right, but that sure. demo that demo just yes yeah. it Good. tickled me peach guys it, it just <laughs> was it the vending machine was i was so machine? enamored with it like that i was like i have to buy this game it's so much fun yeah and it, it felt like just like the palette cleanser i needed from all the i mean sure there is dodging in this game uh, to some degree with some enemies but it's not like the hit and dodge and yeah, yeah, it's not the Horizon Tunic yeah. Elden Ring Duck, combo. Dive, dip, dive, and dodge. <laughs> exactly. Do I do I have to drink my own urine? No, but <laughs> I don't like the taste or whatever he says. <laughs> That's isn't that Rip Torn? Yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I I, lo- I love that the original ending of that was going to be like they actually just lost, but then they were like, no, that's too much of a bummer. We have to change yeah. that. Like, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think we all agree that if you play the demo, very good and charming. It sounds like, Dan, uh, you've been yeah. actually playing the full game so far. Uh, how's the co-op? Is it? Can you play everything co-op? Um, is, it, is it fun? We haven't done the co-op. Uh, we just kind of switched uh, levels back and forth. Oh, okay. I feel okay. like um, when we do co-op, uh, and, and my wife acknowledges this too, it, it's, it's almost kind of like me picking her up and trying to carry her with me, so to speak kind of situation so it's probably a little easier you're, just to switch you're back the pro forth. gamer dude, yeah i'm a pro gamer bro you want I mean, me to yeah. carry you yeah. everywhere i just look at her i'm like listen i beat sekiro all right he just like, has a man. copy of sekiro that he always holds up like <laughs> framed above wherever they sit when they game yeah i actually need you to carry me in retardinal soon okay i'm gonna go it's I'm gonna been go a while but i'm a pro gamer so it's been a while you're a pro gamer all right. Well, I do want to try out the uh, the um, co-op too, because that's featured. When you finish the demo, it gives you like a little uh, sizzle reel trailer of all the stuff to expect in the full you just game. Two Kirby's or and no, it's, it's a, one it's of a them. Waddle-dee with a like a bandana. 
a lot yeah. of leeway from and him. Then, yeah. yeah, and I th- but I think you can also absorb powers as as that character, right? Or no? I I would assume, but I I don't know for sure. Yeah, That's what I was going to ask you how that works. Because like in yeah, galaxies, like there's co-op, but like someone plays as the star, you know, like it's not like that. That's yeah. what I thought it was going to be, but no, it actually is actually. Well, you're actually two characters. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Two characters running around, but I wonder if maybe the second character just mirrors whatever power Kirby picks up. That's what I'm assuming. It's yeah. Going to do, but Makes sense. who knows? Um, it's just a blast, and it's charming, and it's uh, it's fantastic. I expected for me to see this game, it would get. Somewhere in the low 70s, and I'd be like, yeah, I probably won't play this. But Same. not only is it getting in the mid-80s, but the demo, like Jeff said, even if the scores weren't in the 80s, which like it is, I'd still be like, this demo is fun. I should get this game. Yeah, it's so much fun. So, um, It says here has his own unique set of skills and attacks, so that okay. kind of makes it sound like he doesn't absorb. So mm-hmm. he doesn't absorb, but he's got, a li- he's got his own limited set of yeah. things he can yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I saw him with the sword in the trailer. Actually, pretty cool. I would rather play as a different character. Yeah, because yeah, he has like a spear, so yeah. that or maybe that's like his. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Well, the other game that came out yesterday, it was a busy day, um, <laughs> and that was Tiny Tina's Wonderlands has arrived, and uh, got a chance to play with Kyle just for like an hour this afternoon. But I played a bunch last night too, which was fun. Um, and uh, yeah, this game. This game is a full-on Borderlands game. Like, if anyone is... It's kind of like when Elden Ring came out. They go, hey, it's like not a Dark Souls game. Yeah, it is. It's totally Dark Souls game. <laughs> and this is, this is 100% a Borderlands game. So, like, if that's not your thing, if you don't like managing a ridiculous amount of loot and trying to use your ridiculously small inventory space... Oh my god! Uh, so like silly, so tiny, silly fart poop jokes and like and funny puns and all that kind of stuff. If you if you're not in the mood for Borderlands. You probably aren't going to really like this game, but if you do like Borderlands and if it's been a while, like it has been for me, since you played one, <coughs> dude, this timing is great and I think it's hilarious. I'm not a big fan of first-person perspective in most games. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not sure that I'll play Ghostwire Tokyo much beyond Chapter 2 or 3. I'll probably play it a little more, but this one I feel like I'm going to keep playing because... It was really fun single player, even more fun cooperatively with Kyle, just running around shooting things and the silly, silly storylines and quests you go on. And I love that it's silly because it's just a tabletop game that Tiny Tina is the dungeon master for, essentially, right? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's, that's what it is. off to crossplay. Every freaking yeah. game should yeah. have crossplay. I should yeah, be Kyle, able to you were on PlayStation, right? I was on, on PlayStation and I was on PC. And play with people. And yeah. it, was, yep. it was as easy as could be, you know, like uh, yep. they use some kind of in thing ship thing or whatever that kind of connects everybody yeah it's and, there uh, yeah it's yeah super easy. I think it was, it's, it's been easier than most too, uh, it's, it's it's been easier than most cross play experiences that i've had which yeah. they've all not been hard but this has been by far the easiest i mean it's what, it's what you expect you create an account with their proprietary yeah. account program and once you do that and then you kind of add friends that way or you just sync them up with your platform friends and it should should connect you yeah so it was it was pretty straightforward, but uh, I'm finding this game to be just kind of that breath of fresh air, lighthearted. I don't. Really, it's not really like a story you need to carry about. I mean, listen, the main queen of the kingdom uh, is Butt Stallion. So like, it's not. It's She's the sure. most beautiful creature on earth, though. <laughs> the, most beautiful. the most beautiful. <laughs> yeah, the most beautiful. Derek, Derek is a Butt Stallion. The uh, <laughs> the <laughs> voice the voice cast is hilarious. Even your main character. Anything uh, with Will Arnett wins. Will Arnett yeah. as the villain, or yeah. Will Arnett. Of course, Ashley Birch, who, by the way, I cannot believe that she's also Aloy and doing Tiny Tina. Like, she's right? yeah. good, that was, 
Yeah. I love when she diversifies like this because it doesn't sound anything like her. It's, yeah. it's awesome. I, I would never have guessed that was her if I didn't know that from the other Borderlands right. games that I've heard her in. Um, but, uh, but anyway, she's fantastic. Also, um, Andy Samberg as Valentine, who you hear him I, quite a bit. I knew it. I heard his voice it, and I was like, that sounds he, like Andy Samberg. You didn't know either. Okay, is he good. in there? Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. he's Valentine. Yeah. Tim uh, blew my mind with that today. I was like, I've been trying to figure out who that is this whole time, and now I can't not hear it. Like, I was doing a you know, Daniel Freitas. I was like, Wanda have you seen Avatar? The, uh, <laughs> I was, I was literally Sykes waiting for you guys seen Avatar? Yeah. And Wanda Sykes as the robot. Yeah, I recognize her right away. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Wanda Sykes is the as not the racist, robot. not racist. She just has this like, distinct voice. <laughs> oh, so dude, now, now a, we're not being racist. Very dist- she's got a very distinct voice. So does Andy Samberg. So does Will Arnett. Yeah. Like when, yeah. when the first voiceover of the game happens, because I knew Will Arnett was in the game, I wasn't sure if it was him or not, because he can really put on this awesome kind of like voice. If you've ever seen anything that he does voices in, he can do all kinds of voices. Batman. And then it, and then he cuts to like like a little aside to the player, like during that voiceover part. And I'm like, that's Will Arnett. Okay, got it. Yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Some big names that they got for this game, huh? Yeah. yeah. Huge names, you know. Really yeah. funny. Yeah, really funny. So what do you guys think about it so far? Is, am I, are you agreeing like, yeah, this is a Borderlands game. And if you like those, you'll like this. Or do you feel like it's much different than Borderlands? I mean, it's Borderlands, but plus more. And it's yeah. kind of like, okay, it's not to start a fight. I get why people are like, Elden Rings is Dark Souls. It is. But I don't like when it's simplified to, especially people people that have never played it. Like, for instance, Cliffy B gotten, he got a lot of support, but he got a lot of hate for oh, saying geez. that it's just a reskin Kyle's of like, oh, all the Dark it. Souls <laughs> games. So it's the same thing with this. Like, is it Borderlands? Absolutely. Would I call it just a straight up reskin? I wouldn't no. call it that. I wouldn't call it that. I feel no. like it goes outside enough of what they're doing. Like even like the way they're doing the story and how Tiny yeah. Tina, even her, how she's, it's really feels like I'm playing a video game role playing game. Yeah. But yeah. set in a very sarcastic, crazy uh, universe. But as far as gameplay, also, I do love when she goes, all right, baby. Yeah, I like how enthusiastic she is. I do too. Um, but uh, also, like, gameplay-wise, I like the addition of magic. I like the melee um, combat. Um, and I like, obviously, the shooting, which is, that's Borderlands. But the other two I listed off, I don't remember. I know there's some melee in Borderlands, but not like this. This is a big part of it. Like you actually get weapons that level up for your yeah. melee, and you're then still you just have clicking the, the right stick to use it when they get when you get close. Like it's still. I not know, but I'm main. saying it's a new feature for it Borderlands, is. really. Yeah. And then also you have the magic. Just like having magic in a game isn't new, but that for this it's a special skill and yeah. and, and stuff like that that they that you actually use and you did get they, different ones. Did they use companions in Borderlands before? Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, uh, there's okay. been some classes that had. Good some, but usually you had to summon them. Like it'd be like a little turret or. A yeah, my turret. my spore guy is just hanging around, man. Yeah, I'm yeah, with our yeah. dragons. We have wet wyverns. Yeah. Kyle and I have discovered oh, when we played co-op today that we both designed almost exactly the same white yeah, guy with a beard character. Two white guys. Both of us took the same yeah. class with so the dragon. Yeah, I, I was just walking in like, yeah, this. Is, well, I mean, look at so, you. You both got beards. I mean, so yeah. I went and changed. I changed my my class to like a beardless red dude instead i was like all right yeah, i gotta change yeah. it up a little bit because i feel like we right. are 
too basic bro right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I felt very basic. <laughs> very basic. But Kyle said something interesting. see my guy. He has no upper lip. It's great. Kyle, uh, <laughs> Jeff makes, when there's a character creator, Jeff will make sure to get every usage out of that character creation yeah. system. I can't wait for his same throw. His eyes go like this. Yeah, same throw characters when you create But to Derek's point where he's talking about the magic and stuff, Kyle said something today while we were playing and it kind of just struck me. He's like, yeah, that's exactly what this is. This is basically... So you're right, Derek, it's not a reskin of Borderlands, but it is very much a Borderlands game. So if you don't like those games, chances of you liking this, I think, aren't super high, but I could be wrong. You might love it because maybe it's got the right aspects that we're missing before. But the magic, Kyle, you said it was like basically, oh, they don't do grenades, but they do magic. Like They, they yeah, kind of yeah, act yeah. like specialized grenades, and that's kind of what those yeah. are. Yeah. Which different. I was actually going to say while I was playing this, I was like, okay, where's my grenades? And then I started going... You know what? I'm really glad they don't have grenades because that's one of the things that bogged down Borderlands 3 for me is all I would do is just run in and I had upgrade fully upgraded grenades. So I had like 13 and I would just uh, throw loft grenades the entire time. And so it just turns into a grenade throwing match. Whereas this, I feel like they were, I think they figured that out. And I, I mean, think they're like, like let's stuff get... like mag- magic missile or cluster, yeah. like, like stuff from D and D or calamity, which is like, but bringing a meteor yeah. down and stuff. Or, or like one where you bring a hydra in and he just comes up and starts shooting water at enemies and stuff like that. It like there's, good. yeah, that's something, there's, there's something. a lot of unique stuff that, you know, that you can, that, that feels different. And like, there's and different I, versions of every one of those types also, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And I love the, uh, the way that you travel from world to world, like basically yeah. like a final like old school Final yeah. Fantasy game with your yeah. overworld. But there's stuff to do in the overworld, around. right? Oh, you can yeah. Yeah. Overworld? chests and yeah, that's, that's you can't great. do yeah. combat or anything like sure. that, but sure. you're well you can you, slap you, things. And you can get into random encounters so if you, like Pokemon style yeah, like, see, if that, a guy hits you. Cool. I like it that. opens up an arena that, like, it's a shooting gallery now. But if you don't cool. want to fight them right before the enemy hits yeah, you, you can, can slap it. You can melee them, and you can circumvent, the, like, any random encounters yeah. like And the that. first NPC that you meet who gives you a side quest, his name is Backstab, by the way. And he's talking a lot so about funny. backstabbing. <laughs> and then he says... Know, when you turn around, that guy, back, about, very, yeah, I don't know if we can trust that guy. I don't, I don't know. know. If you can tra- yeah, his name is Backstab, and he's like, yeah, you can trust me. And it's like, well, come on. <laughs> but um, but uh, so then he good. talks about... Um, how, he teaches you how you can slap enemies before they attack you in this overworld and he calls it the uh the backstab of uh, what is the, of the palm is that what it is mm-hmm. backstab of the palm the backstab i forget of the palm. yeah where he's like uh the the palm is like the backstab of the hand or something That's, like that yeah, yeah. yeah it was it was some line <laughs> like that i thought was great i mean there's another line they talk about you have to go blow up these um these uh what were the catapult machines that are like raiding the city yeah. at the very beginning yeah. And so they give you C4, and like, that's not very fantasy, Tina. So she changes it to <laughs> fantasy four. Yeah, fantasy four. <laughs> it's just silly, man. Like, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm totally good. digging the lighthearted vibe. I like the, the you as one player. They just call you newbie, and mm-hmm. then you design your character. So it's you, and then you've got Andy Samberg, Wanda Sykes, and Ashley Birch. you got their characters around the table, and they're talking the whole time. So they're talking yeah. about the game, but then they're also, it, it kind of has that feel, like Derek said, of, you feel like you're actually playing a role-playing game, yeah. but the game then creates the imagination you would normally have if you were playing D and D with friends. Like it just and creates like arguing like semantics, you know, like off-screen, like what do you yeah. Like, yeah. like the fantasy thing, like or the, the, the C four thing. Like you know just, what, we can't get fun. over there. Uh, maybe we should like catapult yourself over there, but we destroyed the catapult. Okay, for this like one time, I'll allow you to use the catapult. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny. Yeah, yeah. Or sometimes like in the overworld, like I came across a Cheeto, and she's oh, wait, we can't get the our Cheetos, way past. Yeah, the Cheetos. Tiny Tina's like, well, that's not a Cheeto. That's 
that's a meteor and you have to do a side <laughs> mission now and i have a mission totally prepared already hold yeah. on uh yeah. you know and it's just it's funny you know? well the like, mission it's... that kyle and i just did together where you're trying to help this farmer girl win over the heart of this alchemist girl and things go really in a weird direction with all the things that you have to do and then by the time it ends like the girl who gave the quest in the first place has totally changed her mind on what she wants to do. And it's very, very funny. Like it's very silly. Yeah, and uh, things silly, yeah. all things I haven't laughed this hard playing, well, a game set in a fantasy world since Stick of Truth. I feel like the writing <gasps> right. is very similar say, yeah. to that. I, like in terms of like the name of the lore, like uh, or yeah. certain things to like gods or whatever, magic. I'm like, this is very Stick of Truth because they had like names that were very pun, punny and also inappropriate. Uh, and just made me laugh so far. But it's also like named very Tina Tina esque. So you've yeah. got like the, the certain weapons will be called a bonk stick. It's stuff that in Borderlands she would name the weapons she would give you. Mm-hmm. Silly stuff like that. And so in this case, you've got lots of stuff like that, like bonk I just stick. feel like this is what the Borderlands franchise, even though it's not really Borderlands, needed because yeah. I feel like, and this is from a person who loved Borderlands 3. Borderlands 3, for me and a lot of other people, was still a good Borderlands game, but it was ultimately a letdown because it lost a lot of the humor, a lot of the, like, for instance, the villains, while I thought aesthetically looked cool, they were extremely boring, and they took the the whole thing way too serious. And then mm. just even, like, a lot of the characters weren't funny, and they were trying to have emotional scenes, and I'm like, I don't care about you. I, I do. I do wonder if they had different writers for this in terms well, of uh, the they did, tone, yeah, the two, tone three, and comedy. Wonderlands and pre sequel. They all like have it. different writers almost every. Almost uh, every yeah, I think they, they switch it every time. Writers, yeah. I wonder if the time. switch over to from three was because people. I guess maybe over time people have kind of been like, like kind of grown at the humor of the original. I don't know. See, of, I, I thought three. I kind of feel the opposite within there. I thought three was too silly and too dumb and mm-hmm. like tried to be too funny and very stupid in dumb ways and maybe i just didn't agree with like the comedy but like the comedy yeah. in Borderlands has never really been my thing either i mean humor is tricky um, especially in games yeah so i is. just i feel like they doubled down on the fartiest of jokes in three uh, <laughs> fartiest of joke. um just like on the surface type yeah. stuff is that what you're saying yeah like, super just like low hanging fruit. fruit yeah, yeah. like type but of this joke. game sounds clever though this sounds like this they game actually is like, very dude, clever, this, so, you yeah. know how we talked about in halo infinite when the little grunts would say funny stuff and you love that like this happens a lot there too the skeletons mm. are always yeah. talking yeah. when you kill them and they'll say they'll scream things as they die like give my body to science you know like yeah. they'll do stuff like that. <laughs> oh it's my great. god dude i i was dying when when you saved the first peasant in that first village and what kind of peasant what kind of peasant it's a peasant ass or uh is that right? ass peasant peasant ass peasant, peasant. Yeah. and yeah. she's like walking away and she's like oh i'm so tired from my and my ass is so peasanty and i'm like <laughs> this, this is so stupid i love it i love it it's so clever in how dumb it is it's yeah terrible. yeah, yeah i'm good. having a lot of fun with it i feel like i'll keep playing this i like the overworld combined with yeah the the random encounter so it's is it an open world game? Yes, and that you can go anywhere you want, and there's tons of places to explore. But also, it's more open area. It, it's hard to explain. You have to try it for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I, feel I, I like was... there. I, w- I just came from an area that's as big as any open area in any Borderlands game. Okay. So if if you're if people are worried about it being like an open space, like you go into caves that are like networks of huge, gigantic, sprawling tons open... to explore. Yeah, 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 yeah. So like that does end up happening at some point. But uh, yeah. Well, that's good to hear because I yeah. played I think two hours. And I'm actually on the overworld. I'm right by. Thanks. Glad that fell. I'm right by um, the cheetah. Gravity. 
The Cheeto. Cheeto. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so okay. there, there's going to be a cave beyond there, Derek, beyond like yeah. a rainbow bridge. Uh, yeah. And that was what I was into... thinking. I was like, this feels more like you know old school like Dragon Age games than. It's literally about to say. Yeah. But yeah, the well, first few hours of that game, I would say the first four to five hours of that game, it's very pretty linear like yeah linear yeah like corridor esque with uh, some area. with some side stuff you can do right like a couple yeah. extra yes. areas you can do yeah. the um the little random encounters is just that like it'll put you in a little enclosed area like a village or a, a field kill, or a something box, yeah yeah a little kill box and then basically you have this meter you have to fill up like, <coughs> basically kill this many enemies it doesn't tell you how many but each one you kill it fills up the meter a little more and then it'll just say clear encounter and they'll just keep spawning enemies till that you know gets cleared and then boom you get some rewards and then you're done so it's um I don't know. I, I kind of like that mechanic as well because they. She even says, of course, random encounter. Like it's yeah. a it's a thing as you go through the grass. So, so, um, so anyway. uh, I, there's a few things I wanted to touch on. Like when you mentioned this being uh, maybe I don't know two Borderlands or or different for Borderlands at the beginning when we were talking about this game. Uh, yeah. I always thought that in the advertising when I watched the combat, I was like, oh, this is just Borderlands, but Borderlands in, right. in the fantasy setting. So I always thought it was going to be Borderlands. So if anybody's misled by that, just pay attention to the advertising. I agree. Uh, I agree but uh, second thing I, I wanted to mention... I don't even think it's trying to pitch itself as anything else. No, right. no. <laughs> uh, second thing I wanted to mention was, uh, uh, in I think it was ACG's review, who he was like, he came down on this game a little hard for not doing enough of the D&D stuff. And I, my feeling oh. on it, having played it now, is I felt it was the perfect balance of D and D and Borderlands because it doesn't lose sight of either one really. If you sure. added more D and D elements to this, it loses the Borderlands element. So it becomes too complex. Yeah, point. exactly. Yeah. So I, sometimes he just bitches to bitch. I don't, I don't really know <laughs> what's kind to of say a heel now. now. I don't know what yeah. his problem is. He turned heel. So yeah. he's the he's internet. Like Stone Cold joining Vince McMahon now. I feel like you should put that on a mug, Jeff. I like that. Just bitching the bitch. Just bitching the bitch. That's a good. That's, um, that's basically the internet, guys. Yeah, I, I I feel like for and maybe Derek was building up to a similar point, even though we kind of came from two different ways on this. That like the vibe of Borderlands was kind of getting maybe a little stale a little bit. Mm. I feel yeah. like the reintroduction of energy that this game puts into it really has freshened up the series for me in a way that I I think personally that I needed. Uh, I was telling Tim earlier, I was like, boy, if I knew that they just needed to drop drum and bass music and like, like tell less fart jokes, but more fantasy yeah. fart jokes, yeah. mm-hmm. like I would have been like, I'm, I, I would have asked for this way sooner, you know, so. Oh, you know, and also, um, uh, I lost my point. Go ahead. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I think I just, the fantasy thing like kind of lends to like this breath of fresh air. Whether they can yeah, t- yeah. they can take the elements of D and D and like sort of the fantasy and role playing stuff of, of all that and still Borderlands too. Like Claptrap so shows up. Like it's I like, feel, the, oh, like the greatest hits of all these things that are that are part of Borderlands, but like yeah. in this new kind of you know uh, and I know they did a DLC back and I like that DLC like from back on Borderlands. 2, I feel but, like uh, they double down on all the mechanics and the presentation of it that makes it really feel like a fantasy experience. Yeah. I do feel like the same way. Maybe I like Borderlands, the series, the original series, a little more than Kyle does. Uh, not maybe not the pre sequel though. I you know that one's kind of no. We're not gonna talk about that one. Pre-sequel. We don't talk about pre sequel. Uh, <laughs> so. It. I wanted to. We're gonna get a that. cease and desist from Disney. That is just. I it's enjoyed true. my time with the Borderlands games, but I never ended up playing any of them more than a few hours. Sure. Something about been, them just didn't resonate them, you know, to me. Yeah. Uh, but I, this, is the most fun I've, this is the most fun I've had playing a Borderlands game, uh, or at least 
something in the Borderlands franchise since yeah. Tales from the Borderlands, and that's not even a shooter. That's a Telltale game. Yeah, and uh, it wasn't even Gearbox that made that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. And they got the the writing just on this reminds me of that. Like it's just mm. so much yeah. funny, so much so much funnier, and I don't know, uh, quippier in a tolerable way. <laughs> Yep, and the, just the way uh, yeah. they they name stuff, even like the Zomboss, like just little things are just charming yeah. and silly and fun, and it doesn't to me feel like easy knockoff fart jokes. It feels like clever yeah. writing that went through some edits that they nailed some really clever moments, and they There's knew some real that joke writing going on here, real joke writing, and they knew like, hey, at, at this moment, if this character says this thing, the player's gonna chuckle, and it, it's worked on me several times. I wonder already. if um, cause like what uh. Was it Wanda Sykes is in it? Because um, yeah. she's an actual comedian. I mean, yeah. Arnett. Like, I wonder if like Andy they Sandberg. actually had their Andy Sandberg. They actually had their hands a little bit on some of the the jokes. Maybe and, I, I and don't some know. The right. yeah. Dude, there's that... a part where you're trying to get a bridge to come down, and so Andy Sandberg suggests that you seduce the bridge, and so there's a <laughs> yes. there's a heart right there that you just essentially go and you interact with, and then <laughs> your play your your player just starts saying these predetermined lines, and then Tiny Tina just comes in, and it's just kind of like. You know, I'm not even going to grade it. I'm just, it's feel, I'm not, he's I'm feeling your vibes. The dice. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, yeah. I'm, feeling, I'm feeling your decisions here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah. So, like, yeah. It's in game, if you impress Tiny Tina, she'll, like, change the whole rules of everything, you know? Yeah. Like, I love yes. that. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It does feel like, I, I feel like the stars of the voice acting cast would not have signed on if it wasn't, either if it wasn't already funny as right. it is, or if they didn't get to kind of have fun in the booth, you know, like right, it, right, right, they kind of yeah. just didn't get to explore. Well, to be, even even the bit. side characters are well voice acted and and written. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's helpful too. So, yeah, I'm really enjoying it. That's when I see myself playing a lot more of Ghostwire. I'm up in the air on. It's not a hard no, like everyone has said. It's got good elements, so I might play some more of it. And then Kirby is a definite yes once we get it. I'm not sure when we'll get it at some yeah. point. That might be like a summer game with with the family or something I mean, like that. Yeah, I get that. Um, but yeah, but overall, like the last thing I needed was three more games that are interesting. Yeah. And two of two of the three are really right up my alley. Um, and so anyway, that's the last thing I needed because I still haven't finished Horizon yeah, or Elden Ring. Dang it. Uh, I need to finish those. But at least at least two of you finished Horizon, Derek and Jeff. Um, without yeah. I know we spent a lot of time on the, on both Elden Ring and Horizon over the last couple of weeks. Maybe just quick thoughts if there's any new thoughts on how that game wrapped up without spoiling anything. Um, I, I really, really like the final mission. Um, it's, you know, it's, it, they give you a prompt, obviously, before you, uh, assemble at your team, mm. you know, are you sure you want to do this? Cause you know, it's good stories, good, the landscape of your world's going to change after this mission. And so I, so uh, many yeah. <laughs> I know. So I, I was like, oh, yeah. all right, how long, game, how long could this be or whatever? And uh, yeah, it ends up being pretty long. You end up going to like several areas of enemies before you get to like the main mm. few bosses. And um, that felt really cool. Um, I, the story is interesting. They definitely were everything that you, everything you encounter pretty much in the story is all leading up to and previewing uh what sounds like a finale in the trilogy mm-hmm. so okay. it's it le- leaves you on a cliffhanger of like oh look out look out for whatever is coming and and that's actually pretty exciting but at the same time i kind of wish it had a beginning middle and definitive end um yeah, so that's yeah. that's sometimes you know middle middle games or stories do that you know like empire strikes I mean, back and there's still ended up ends so. to the enemy in the story that was being told into 
They're just trying to continue the overarching story, which they should end, in theory, by three. Um, That's what it sounds like. If they go more than three, I'll kind of be like, all right, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of pushing a little bit. Well, and I think we're going to get DLC for this game, too. um, Kind of like Frozen Wild. So I'm curious what they'll do there. I don't think they'll continue the story. I think they'll just kind of add maybe on to exploring more of the tribes or whatever before two ended um as somebody who you know i jokingly i didn't jokingly i I skipped a lot of cutscenes but i really did watch (laughs) i did really watch a video and the video i shared was actually good and i didn't just share it for like people that skipped the cutscenes it was a good video because when you play these um horizon games there is a lot of depth to the story that, yep. yes, they do go over it, but they go over it in a way that it's like, huh? And there's a lot of talking, a lot of talking. And there's so a lot of easy. reading that that, that yes. they mask of you as well. So, so there's you're, a you're not ton keeping of up with things. All the data pads, yeah. yeah, there's a ton of stuff you'll miss. So the guy who did the video actually, you know, he spent 30 minutes going over the first and second game in complete detail of who everybody is, what their motivations are, what, how it all played out, and all the tribes, everything. And he did an outstanding job. So when I watched it, I was like, okay, this is what I wanted because now, because I always do a second playthrough. So when I play it the second time, I'm going to be able to pick up on some of the stuff that I just didn't understand just because it was all gibberish to me. Yeah. Now I'm going to be able to hear it and I'll I'll be able to hear it correctly. Um, overall, my thoughts for this game have, I mean, as somebody who is super excited for this game, because as I said before, Horizon Zero Dawn's probably my favorite PS4 exclusive, and so it was potentially going to be my favorite PlayStation franchise. This was a bit of a letdown, but I don't, I'm not going to be dramatic about it, because I'm going to play it a second time, and I do think that the opinion will change. I think a big part of this is Elden Ring heard it. Not because yeah, sure. I'm comparing it against Elden Ring and saying Elden Ring is But you played him at the same game. time. But I played him at the same time, and yep. I had zero tolerance for any type of like pushback that uh, Horizon was giving me. I was like, nope. I already have one difficult girlfriend in my life. I don't need a second one. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I'm not dealing with this. That's so fair. that's why, that's why I people actually, are going to... Fall off tunic real fast too. It's because they've got two I other. Play, uh, that was my yeah. issue with tunic. <laughs> so I played it at normal until I got to like the last five hours of the game, and I was like, "I'm gonna Jeff Don't this junk, down. and I'm putting it on easy Jeff mode. Yeah, and buddy. I'm just gonna finish I'm it. I'm a off. verb now, buddy. So I like the Jeff game. It. I'm going to replay it. Everybody who <laughs> watches our show knows I will play this another two or three times, and I will, you know. I think enjoy it more as I level up. I am disappointed there is no new game plus, but I do understand. No, probably they will add it. I think yeah. I think new game plus they add it later for the first. They one added two, it so. later for Zero Dawn, so they're gonna add it. Um, and so I will play it again when either they add new game plus or if they actually port this over to PC faster than they did Zero Dawn. But I think overall, this is a game of the year contender because um, oh, yeah. not only is it a great open world. Great, excuse me, great combat, great characters. I have to give credit where credit's due. Although I make fun of Alloy, Aloy, and I still can't stand her. Everybody yeah. else in the game is 
awesome. And it's Dude, like Catalo, uh, Catalo. Oh, that when did. you go from what they created in Zero Dawn to what they created in this, and it's bigger and there's more, I'm going, okay, give credit where credit's due. And this game right. took a huge leap when it came to not just voice acting, but dialogue, character, animation, the, face, the world, the the animations. <laughs> everything was top notch. So this is game of the year contender for me. Even though I'm saying overall I'm a little disappointed, but that I I truly don't believe that's the game's fault. I really think it's Elden Ring's fault. I, I think planned, it just makes. Okay. I think it makes sense. That I it plan would translate to play. To you, like, the score. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I plan to play Forbidden West before I touched Elden Ring because I thought Elden Ring would be the annoying game, but it ended up being the reverse. That yeah. I found Elden Ring to be addictive, and I found Forbidden West to be annoying, even though it's not really annoying. So yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think the way that the story like un- unfolds and sort of the 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 rhythm of it, uh, obviously aside from doing side quests and just like really just sort of yeah. making your hours go much longer than it needs to be, just the way that the story is told and yeah. all the interesting points that you hit and and twists and everything are just like there's way more of them and they're they're way more interesting. Well, and they than... hit it pretty early, right? There's a pretty big mind blowing like, oh, this is a new totally new experience we're about yeah. to have. Like yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. first when cauldron. You, Oh, the first call? Yes, the first call. The first call when you're introduced to a totally new type of character that's yeah. in this world yeah. you, you didn't know even exist. You're like, okay, this is yeah. going to go some new places. Yeah, there's so nothing even... in the mar- all the marketing is just talking about Tanakh, pretty much. Yep. That's, that's about right. it. In, there's yeah. way more in this story. That oh yeah, people don't I love realize. it. Because in I love the first, it. in the first game, there's like there's the the one main twist, like why the world is what it is. Yeah. There's like that yeah. twist, and then in this one, it's like you have like really like a few things all kind of. Yeah, this game is one hundred percent that though. It's all under the umbrella. This of game the is one hundred percent Mass Effect two. <gasps> it is all a setup for the grand finale of three. And it's all about building your team of characters and establishing those relationships with those characters. And, and they deciding did. who to sleep with. Right. Yes. Absolutely. And to who to, wish, su- and who to suicide. Because, you know, Mass Effect 2, suicide. Oh, mission. yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so I think this game is a good setup game. And I do expect that 3 will yeah. be a masterpiece as far as finishing off. Because the lore in this... I don't yeah. give a crap what people say online. It's been done before. Everything's been done before. Shut yeah. up. This <laughs> is literally this everything. Packaged up so this, well in this is game. still yeah. done really, oh, really yeah. well. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of lore. I do have one major, major complaint that's not going to go away with a second or third playthrough. The parkour, jumping, whatever bull oh, crap you want to talk about. It's been a long complaint of ours, yeah. It's is absolutely it's annoying to the point where, again, I was talking to the game. I was like, I hate you. <laughs> you are absolutely stupid. Why are you not jumping right now? I was why, you, why did you just yeah. get moody and that was really going? I would yeah. rather be playing Assassin's Creed right now, and that's something <laughs> yeah. I complain about Dude, in those games too. It I'm made like, me immediately, I started to feel bad, like, oh, maybe Assassin's Creed, maybe Ubisoft... I understand why they had so much trouble for so many years. Like there, if you look at Valhalla and Odyssey, the way climbing worked in those games, it's really great actually. And then you come to a game like this, they're very much improved in those games. Why can't I? Why can't I climb like I want to? It's It's just the random. Like there's multiple areas. Not just. I'm not just talking about how you can only climb in designated areas. There has been many, many times where she'll just stop climbing. I'm like, why did you stop climbing? Oh, now you need me to hit X. Okay, I'll yeah. hit X. 
And then there's other times there's one where you have to climb this really high building. I think it was a side quest. Yeah. A really, really high that, building. With, you're with Alva. Holy. Dude, I mentioned yes. that. I think it was last week. Right? Yeah, yeah, last I kept week. falling. Yeah. And I was Effing like, what is going annoying. on? Yes. Because there were so many parts where they're like, God. okay, you got to jump to this side. And I'm like, okay, I see it. Circle. And she just jumps over yeah. there and I fall you know? You know how many times I've gotten to a ledge that she perches on, but there's a platform in front of me, and there's no space between the ledge and the platform. But for some reason, she's still perched there, and I guess I have to hop off of that. And it doesn't make any sense to me. And then so she jumps of, over. It's very strange. There's some very strange interaction with the environment when it comes to parkour, climbing, she's whatever. So nimble when she's running around hunting robos. But... I mean, honestly, yeah. that is that. Like, if we were to grade all these different areas of the game, so many of it would rank in the really high. Yeah, you know, yeah. Eight yeah. To 10 this is the one where but it's absolutely not good at it's all. It's bad. It's real bad. That part's just bad. Do Breath, Breath of the Wild. Of the all with, climbing uh... should just be like Breath of the Wild in all games. Oh, and they're overcomplicated. I don't care about stamina, though. Get, get, get the stamina Right, out get the stamina out of here. But like, <laughs> but I also don't need to climb. Just let her use that awesome new grapple hook to get up yeah, to any right. level you need that to get That grapple up. hook was so grade. weak in this game because it was just like, and you yeah. move up like a half an inch. I'm like, thanks. That was really <laughs> stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Just they use that it, They would place it like in the middle of where you need to climb to be able to get to it. And you're like... Why even put it there? It doesn't make just any sense. You know what? In the third one, just give her a jetpack. Give her a freaking jetpack <laughs> yeah. and just, just fly well, right you do get you do get the ability. I'm sure you guys might have, uh, all of you have probably gone furthest enough to see the tall neck that you can't climb. Yeah. Uh, and and you you do eventually, it's like the second to last mission, you, you eventually find a way to get to it. And I love that you get that ability. That's awesome. It just should have happened earlier in the game. That's, yeah, that's, that's my fair. only gripe. Yeah. Uh, I, I hear that complaint a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. But at least we know the third game. God, I hope they pick uh, pick up where that left off. If I gotta, if I gotta <laughs> relearn that ability, I'm gonna be so pissed. <laughs> you don't know how to start the third game. With, well, I had some trouble, and so I lost everything I've gained. Yeah. In the last oh, game. I lost my focus. That I lost me. all my files. I don't know yeah. how to. My right. files are. I don't know how to hack anything. I lost my. Files. You know, they could end up, and this would be a bold move because she is the centerpiece of these games. I get it, but they could end up making her actually a side character that interacts with you or helps you, and you are now a new character. They could do that. No way they do that because games media would destroy them because you know that's their, a, their female. But no, no, Derek, Derek, Derek. Hero. What if they make it? What if they make it a white man? Then it'd be okay. Uh, that's what I was gonna <laughs> say. Yeah, if they make it a white man, it'd be fine. <laughs> stop the pot, stop the show. Um, I'm just saying. To me, that's the what's the one way that you could story wise make it okay to lose all your powers. That's all you I'm saying. You yeah. don't, and you just don't address it like they did in this game. They do it they with do. Metroid. They, they do it with Metroid. Metroid. Yeah, but like in this game, like you time. basically start over at zero. And there's no explanation for it. Well, Metroid Dread, the opening. I think you just have to. Yeah, yeah. If you're gonna tell a story about the same character, and you're gonna tell it in three, four games, whatever you're gonna do, stop with the hey, we built you up. Now you got to start over. We build you up, start over. What you need to do is keep all the powers, keep all the equipment. And then you've got to find a way to add something add new to, to the world. That's all you have to do. That's all you have to do. Yeah, just keep and I know it up. sounds complicated, but it really isn't. You can also make enemies more powerful, and you can explain that easier than taking stuff away from me. You yeah. just make the enemies more powerful or they more versatile. They some stuff this or... time, but not much, right? Just not no. much, yeah. Some things could go over. But, yeah. Is that lame-o part in the... Part in the well, I lost everything. Yeah. <laughs> 
You're what? the savior of the universe. I'm, su- I'm just surprised that you heard that because that oh, was well, a dialogue moment. I'm surprised universe, that's a lot of <laughs> That was in the very beginning of it the was. game. So I give the game at least five minutes to intrigue me. <laughs> and then I turn off. I do, I do like that people were complaining. I mean, she still is kind of like a wet rag of personality, but... Uh, she, she gets she, much better. She's very much, you yes. know, I'm going to do this by myself in the first game. Um, for I mean, I guess. I don't know. I didn't beat it. But that's she's alone in the first game. And yeah. in this game, uh, she's she is, you know, this is her building her army and getting she letting her is, but she closer. isn't. At the end of the first game, you've got, as you can see, there's a lot of people who are hurt by you disappearing at the beginning mm-hmm. of the second game. You actually do have quite the crew of people that are helping you and care about you by the yeah. end of the first one. But she just, oh, you okay. know. She's well, a sociopath. Guys, there's no like hub world. Guys, you know, like come on. There's no hub yeah. world, but there are main side characters that you help throughout the first game. That at the end of the first game, they're there battling with you. Oh, okay. And gotcha. that's why their feelings are hurt. Yeah, it's true. You're, at a, you're at a big party on your behalf, and she's like, "Okay, bye." She Irish goodbyes everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. <laughs> she absolutely does. Like, I gotta go. I gotta go listen yeah. to a bunch of rumors. So I'm too busy. <laughs> I got to go lose all my stuff I just earned. Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that's how we roll. But still, a great game. With yeah, I yeah. do have my issues. I think it's fair on the issues that I have with it. But I I cannot wait. I'm actually itching for a second playthrough. Um, the only thing I want to add is just for games that I beat. I beat that this week, this past week. But I also beat uh, Forza Horizon Five. Well, beat whatever you know. Yeah, finish know what everything that you're supposed to do. So outstanding game, absolutely outstanding. It's actually nice to go back to that when I've been playing GT7 a lot. Totally different games. I love how yeah, gamers fair, like yeah. compare those two. They're so similar, idiots. But There's like cars, it's the same. They're cars. You're it's in a basically car. a reskin. <laughs> cars. It's a reskin. So it's all reskin. All games are reskins. Yeah, that's all it is. But I, I, it's an outstanding game. I, I love the way it looks. Even on my, I didn't play it on PC to finish it. I played it on Xbox Series X to finish it, and I, it's an outstanding game, um, and and definitely deserved all, all the praise. And I've also been playing a lot of Gran Turismo Seven. I am really into this game. Even if nice. you'll see me on social media bash it for things that other people won't bash it for, who are ponies. But it is a good game. It is a fun game. If you like um, uh, racing games that are very authentic and real, a very sim experience, this one nails it. And I want to give a a shout-out to the game. They did totally screw a lot of people over. I didn't like how they were giving you half the rewards when they already weren't giving you a lot for the rewards. They say it was for to be realistic. Bullcrap, because the prices of stuff was not realistic. But but the uh, they came out and announced that they were going to give us all a million dollars. Um, not in real currency. Real money? It, oh, but, man, I was going to say. Oh. Right <laughs> so I went ahead and logged in today. Uh, no, not today. I was gone all day today. Yesterday. And started playing it, and sure enough, I picked up my a million dollars. So where did you pick it up at? Because I haven't, I haven't. You it. just go into, I forgot the area. It'll be, it'll, you'll have an exclamation point, and then you just go in there, and it's your under your rewards. So you know, whenever you earn a reward, where it goes do 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 do, and you either win money or a car or whatever, it's the uh-huh. same. They alert you that it's there, and you just mm. click on it, and they give you the million dollars. And that's awesome because Uh, a big part of this game that I do actually like because they keep it real easy is that 
as you go into new races, it'll say PP, which is that's an awesome name. Your PP <laughs> is like your power of your car, and it'll say for this race, it has to be under 400 PP. And most of your stop cars, saying that you, you have stop she, saying that's it. what she said. <laughs> most of your cars uh, at that time will be a 320 or a 280 or whatever. So you'll pick the car you want to use, and then you've got to make some adjustments. You got to maintenance the car, some adjustments and then you got to. You've got to raise your PP. Wow. Uh, we go. So I enjoy that, but that costs a pretty penny. So the fact that they gave you oh, that's what PP power. stands for. It costs a lot of money to increase your PP. So these games are supposed to be like long-term simulators. So like yeah. you know, the idea is is that like where a game like Horizon, uh, Forza yeah, Horizon, is shotgunning cars at yeah. you every time you finish a race, you have twenty new cars. You know. This game's about, like, okay, I have to finish a whole section of races. I'll get a car that might help me in in my next series of races. I like that there's pacing like that in games. Yeah, but also if I want to save up some money and buy, like, my dream car, like my Skyline, like, I can buy that. It'll be expensive. If I want to upgrade it, it'll be expensive. But that's what you're supposed to do with your money in this game. Like, there's not... There's not a problem with games in general now, and I and and I'm bouncing off of what Kyle was saying. I actually heard it with Days Gone, so I was watching. I just watched like like ten minutes of it, and it was the Days Gone director, creator, whatever. And he was talking, and he's like, and Colin is a huge fan of Days Gone, so he had him on to basically talk about how it's such a great game and. And games media gave it low scores, and that's unfair. And one of the things he mentioned, he's like, we didn't do a good job of bringing people in right away. And he's like, that's our fault. And I was like, okay, I get what you're trying to say, but I actually disagree. Because this is, again, the business is trying to make it all about, well, we've got to adjust to the customer. Sometimes the customer is wrong. And that's the issue with... Yeah, I feel like the customer has to meet the developer. You know, sometimes, yes, I do. I think it's got to be a middle a middle ground. But the point I'm trying to make is when you're dealing with a game like a Gran Turismo Seven or something like that, where you get gamers who are like, "Well, I should be able to buy a McLaren within like three days of playing the game." Well, and people like, just expect no. unlocks at the end of everything oh, that you sure. do. That's they expect, what I'm saying. They so like a spin of, of Forza. That's what Forza does to you. Seriously, that's and, what, and that's fine, but that's not what this game is, you know. So that's you my point. Yeah. I feel like gamers are because we're getting so many more games, and the gaming world is so big now. There's so many casuals, and I don't mean that in like a mean way, but there are. There's a ton of people that don't really know, and they just whine. They're like, "That doesn't do what I want it to do," and they'll compare a gt7 to a forza horizon 5 and it's like they're not even they're racers but they're not close to being the same that's the issue is you've got a lot of uneducated people that will whine and now you have developers are going well i mean we did a bad job of not just throwing everything at you to make you like us right it's like the difficulty level thing i mean it's it's anything right every game should have accessibility you know it's like well Well, i mean but again the developer wants it to be like this we just need developers to honestly this is another reason why i love elden ring and dark souls we need more developers like no yeah, no. just now. Yeah. No. And the, oh, Gran Turismo guy, the Gran Turismo guy did say that. They're like, you guys, yeah. you're not supposed to get a McLaren on day one. Like, you're yeah. supposed to save for it. Like, when you're a real racer, like, you don't mm. have the greatest car ever for the in the first year of your career, you know? 
And like yeah. he kind of stood his ground. I, uh, yes, we got a million dollars now because it, it sounds like uh, in response, a lot of people started breaking the game to like like economically. So I think they sent this money out as kind of. Like I think a it was offering. that, but I also think it was the online being down for a sure. couple days. It and then oh, I forgot. I forgot that it was. Yeah. Sort of I like think the, that was big. I part think of that it. is. I think it was the pigeonholing people into sort of like having to do microtransactions, right? Well, yeah, and, so. and I I feel like Lawrence Sontag from Inside Games brought up something too, where it's like where people are mad that they have to grind a singular race over and over again to get the money they want to get the thing that they want. Like, I remember playing, and this is what Lawrence said, in Gran Turismo 3 and 4, like, I would try a license test for two or three hours at a time, failing it over and over and over and over again until you finally speed up the right amount and break the right amount to get that right turn or that right thing or whatever the license test is making you do. Yeah. And, like, I don't know how that's any different than grinding for money. Like, you're still pumping... Like time people don't want to do that. They don't want to grind. I think, to do that, it's you know? it's 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 a case of like people needing that uh, like instant gratification or whatever. Yeah. And I don't I don't know if we have the attention span anymore to like game right. like that. That and, was uh, the point I was trying to get at. Where if you have developers, and if they all start doing this, where they're like, in order for us to make money, we just have to make them happy. Meaning, let's just let's create a formula, and we have to do it this way. Yeah. It's dangerous. It can make games bad it can make them predictable it can make it retarded and you can make gamers even more entitled which by the way if you don't know what entitled people look like it's gamers and they will continue (laughs) to find things to whine about until you eventually just give them all the games for free all the dlc for free and all of it up front that would be the only thing that they would go Okay, but what about the console? Can I get the console for free? That's that would be the only place they would go. That's <laughs> how they are. That it will just continue to grow. At some point you have to cut them off and be like, "No. I created the game. I created. You don't like it. I'm okay taking a loss. I'm okay." And I think that's part of yes, it's a great game and stuff, but that's part of the reason why a lot of people like the Souls games and stuff like that is they're like, "No, we're not changing for you." Keep repeating it over and over. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. So Derek is anti-gamer confirmed. I, ga- I gamers are the kid in your basement. I always want to blame the consumer every time. So I, I, well, I, I worked retail. I worked retail for nine years. A consumer can go fuck themselves. The consumer's wrong every time. I would <laughs> but I will say this, and I meant I said it as a joke, but I also was serious. Gran Turismo Seven for racing games is a souls type experience meaning what kyle was saying about like i have to do this over and over and over to what perfect it what do you think you have to do in a boss fight you have to do it over and over and over to get to a point where you can start to see the patterns it's the same thing with this racing and that's why i struggle with it i didn't give up with it sometimes i pitch fit and be like i'm not but I didn't give up, and I was like, okay, let me figure out what you're trying to do. And I did, and now I'm slowly going through the game the way they want me to, and I'm like, okay, I'm getting better. Well, and and on, I'm finishing certain, in top three every time. Sure, yeah, and then and, and like on some of the more famous tracks, like Le Mans and stuff like that, as you start learning the tracks a little more, and you you remember corners or turns that gave you problems yeah. before. You Muscle feel memory that, starts to kick you, in. You, yeah, you feel that progression of like god that turn used to kill me every time and now i ace it and it gives you that same feeling that elden ring i have to d- double down on what you're saying some people uh, have flabby you, uh flabby it gives you that same color. right i mean but it gives you that same kind of adrenaline rushes like uh or that yeah. sense of progression or that sense of like wow i'm really going somewhere in this game 
Um, uh, I did it with Forza. I think it was Motorsport 5 that came out at the launch of the Xbox One. And I was in the motorsports games, but I'm more of a Horizon guy. I'm more of an arcade racer always. But I remember, I think it was Motorsport 5 that launched with the Xbox One. And I played that one, no lie, probably 60 hours. And that is when Sims Racers really clicked with me. And I was like, I get it. I get what's great about this game. It's not the fun, arcadey, crazy racing that I like. But it's the it's the learning the 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 tracks, learning how each car handles because each car handles differently. But I got into a place where on five I had all the tracks memorized. I didn't even have to look at the map. I would be I, it was based off of the scenery, and I'd be like tight left turn coming up. I need to slam on my brakes. Pro gamer. Now. But that's what happened because I put in so many hours in that game and they keep having you use the same rate of tracks, not because just because they're like lazy and only made five sure. tracks. I don't know if that's the number. I'm just being sarcastic. But like, I think their point is, is they wanted you to repeat it because they're like, it's really hard. Well, it's also they're, These are sim games. So these are tra- yeah. real tracks from real life. You know, yeah. so it's like you have these, to are learn. Real, these are real races, you know, so uh, I mean, listen, guys, I can tracks. I can relate. I played a lot of lawn mowing simulator. So I know what you're talking uh, it's about. It's got dinosaur deals. You got to memorize the lawn. I got to memorize. Dude, if you take if you take a turn those rose bushes. If you take a turn too fast, you will wreck their yard and they'll find you. They'll do it. They'll find you for that. So, it'll happen. Oh, you know the the simu- the simulation game they need to make is driving your family more than 2 hours for any type of vacation and you have to like <laughs> you have to balance how many gas station stops to make cuz you have to arrive oh, by man. a certain time and you have to like decide when to hit play on the DVD player. It's a lot of things what to decide. Movie you right? pick, yeah. What movie to pick? <laughs> yeah. What what when to like get everyone's attention to point out the window so you don't make someone cry cuz they missed the horse or whatever. Yeah, it's a whole thing. Um you guys would love it. I miss kids. Yeah, I miss them so much. <laughs> So it's a it's a whole thing. Um, all right, well, let's talk about some some headlines and uh, some things that have happened in the industry this week. I grabbed some of these yesterday and today, so hopefully you didn't miss anything major. Um, Sony's acquiring Haven Studios. If you're not familiar with what Haven is, it's a new studio that was mm. put together by Jade Raymond of Assassin's Creed fame and uh, and other games. Of course, she didn't just make that, but that's the one that comes to mind first when I think of yeah. Jade Raymond as she helped yeah. to together. She's like real popular, but she doesn't do anything anymore. <laughs> well, she's okay. been, just been bouncing around between. So I was actually well, going to say like that, that lady from sound, Uncharted. This is going to sound kind of mean. Amy um, Hennig. But her yeah, name, she's she's, she's a big name, and for good reason. Like she cre- has helped create some really cool things. But it's been about ten years since she's made something new that I can find. I, I yeah. did some searching today. I couldn't. So I'm like, what has she been doing other than being a big name who starts a studio or joins a studio? Like maybe maybe yeah. I'm just unaware. And that's fine, but it just um, seems weird. Stadia, right? Didn't she ha- has some? She had something with Stadia. She had a, a role there, but it was to create games for it, and she didn't create anything for it. Right. Well, because Stadia, you know. I know, trash. but I'm. It's yeah. just. It's just like, did she start and tr- and just uh, ditch a bunch of projects over the last decade? Maybe. I think th- that's what seemed to be the case. Yeah, she just kind of joined a studio. This might have been the first like one she actually started. I, I think she just kept. Going to studios and then like it just wasn't working out. She's whatever got a cool the cool name. Okay, Jade Raymond is a very Jade cool. Yeah. Oh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, so that's jealous. a very cool. Like <laughs> she sounds like a video game character. Change your name, Jeff. Well, it's because she's Jade from Mortal Kombat. She's actually pretty sure. hot too. <laughs> 
So Derek gives her just a pass. Like, just like Jade from Mortal Kombat. She yeah. can literally do whatever she wants. She's hot and her name's Jade. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Congrats right. to her on that vlog. Yeah. Equality right there, buddy. Equality. There's been rumors flying around that have been reported really by pretty much every outlet. If you go to their websites, you'll see this rumor. And that's that PlayStation is supposedly going to be revealing Spartacus this week, this upcoming week. I don't know if that's true. Maybe by the time you're listening to this, they already have. Maybe it won't happen at all, but who knows. But their Game Pass com- uh, competitor platform that's supposedly, the rumors say, going to combine PlayStation Plus and PlayStation Now. And they're going to phase out PlayStation Plus, And this is going to have a new name. And it's going to have tiered subscription models with some classic games and maybe some new games day one. There's all kinds of rumors out there about all these different things. We don't know what it's going to be. I assume it's going to be something. I, I think it's impossible for them to ignore the success of Game Pass and the money they, that can be made from even just digging into their old library. I think there's plenty they can do. Um, but that's supposedly going to be revealed this week. That remains to be seen. But that'd be we'll, cool. We'll I'd see. love to yeah. see it. Give me that info. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Um, not that I need more games to play, um, but uh, that'd be cool to, to have. Oh, yeah, I definitely wouldn't even buy it right Whatever away. Whatever Spartacus is. By the way, um, I did. I got this notification right as we were starting to record. So I was looking through the, during that Gran Turismo talk, I could not focus. I was looking at the games that were on sale uh, for Square on Steam. I mean, mm. that sale is fantastic. So if you're a fan of, if you have Steam, if you've got a PC that can play it, if you're going to get a Steam Deck, whatever, there's a whole bunch of great Square games on sale right now on Do Steam. It. So go check it out. All right, Nintendo uh, had a system update this week that finally, guys, five years in, they finally delivered. <laughs> and you can group your games into folders now. So Wow. Uh, oh, I didn't know that. That's yeah. a game. Yeah. changer it is it is i i gotta i gotta i, gotta, I gotta be honest with you <laughs> i gotta be honest with you as someone who really loves a good spreadsheet and good organization i i'm i'm, I'm cool i like this this is very exciting to me Dude, but they did this for the wii u like 18 years ago this should have been done on day one <laughs> it's been on the ds and 3ds like they've had this, this game i mean ps ps5 yeah. doesn't even have it yet it should that should be one of the main things out the gate yeah. One of the main things. Well, and technically than, uh, main things, but it should just be, it shouldn't be that complicated. PS5 can't do it yet. So, yeah. and, and I think the Xbox, yeah. even though it has like groupings, it doesn't really have folders. It's like more like groupings that you can. Yeah, yeah no, you pin yeah. your favorites or whatever. Yeah. You have like yeah, a just, favorites group. For the love of God, just folders. It's not that hard. Like, it's not that hard. <clears throat> folders are dumb in consoles. I'm just going to say it. I don't care. I don't yeah, care for it. Fair. You're that's dumb fair. in consoles. I PC. Yeah. It's dumb. My, o- my OCD <laughs> self loves them. I love them. I like to put everything in little different folders and label the folders. I even put things stuff. like stuff I'm playing now. Stuff I'm yeah, the same. Best, you know? <laughs> current. Need to get to. Yeah, yeah back yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Nerds. Oh, you're making my OCD self. Ugh. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get off, and I'm going to have such a night tonight now. Awesome. <laughs> Kyle's going to say hours. Hours, this, this yeah. hours, hours, hours and hours and hours of OCD, you know, <laughs> foldering. Oh, I'm going to play Tiny Tina. That's fair. That's and then do your folders later. I get it. I'm going to uh, watch uh, Oscar-nominated Best Pictures because I, I like movies unlike some of you. Uh, yeah. you like tra- you're so cultured you know you're so, so cultured i'm the most cultured person i'm on the surprised podcast. you didn't have a it. i'm surprised you didn't have a sip of wine while saying that i know i mean could you <laughs> bag? there you go yeah. <laughs> i can't i can't do it <laughs> my uh, my daughter my little two-year-old came walking in the other day and my wife it was after a bath my wife had put on this like pink mickey mouse robe it was super super fluffy with these little slippers on she came walking in and i was just and she just kind of looked at me 
almost as if she was annoyed that I was there. It was like this hilarious little two-year-old moment. And I was like, all she needs is like her little goblet of wine where she could roll her eyes and take a sip as she keeps walking. You know what I mean? Like it was just, yeah, sure. it's perfect. It was perfect. <laughs> you peasant, you peasanty you ass peasant. peasant. What are you doing? You're, ugh, you're so unclean. Um, the Xbox has unveiled a new publishing division focused on cloud native games. They don't really have a fancy name for it. It's literally just called the cloud native game organization for for xbox so racist against native americans that's interesting that they're going to be focusing on that i mean listen, xbox commanders my ex- <laughs> my experience with cloud-based xbox gaming Chiefs. experiences has been bad so whatever if, if they can make it better i think xbox I mean, is supposed to be good if you're playing like on your iphone or something like that but like i tried a little I do, bit it wasn't great to get the to get the um you know the rewards points. I'll do cloud gaming on my Xbox Series X. It's absolutely terrible. Bad. It looks terrible. It's got so much delay or whatever. It's yep. not good. At all. That's yep. disappointing. Yep, the same here. I've tried it on my PC, on my Xbox, and on my phone, and all of them had various issues with visuals not being up to snuff and the controls oh, it's and latency. Real bad. It's like low times are low times are real oh. bad. So. But in more exciting news with Xbox, there's a new arcade-style multiplayer game that combines racing and golf that looks suspiciously similar to Rocket League. If you go and watch the <laughs> trailer for it, it looks... What's it called? Oh, it's called Turbo Golf Racing. Oh, jeez. Mm-hmm. And go watch the trailer for it. It looks so much like Rocket League. The cars, the way that you drive, the way you jump and hit the ball through what look like these giant... There's supposed to be like golf holes, right? Like these, the golf course, but the holes like up in the air for you to hit the ball into. Looks a lot like a Rocket League mode. It looks like a mode they would release for Rocket League DLC, honestly. Huh. Um, that doesn't mean it's going to be bad. It could be a blast, whatever. Uh, but it is coming to Game Pass at oh launch. Gosh. Like even just the thumbnail, like yep. it's like, oh, Rocket League? Like it's just yep. like a mode for Rocket League? Like as far as I know, it's an Xbox console exclusive coming Dude, to PC come as well, on. and it will be on Game Pass. These- these guys are gonna get sued out their ass. Yeah, it it's looks like, a lot. It's the same like thing that, like where that not Fortnite Fortnite game is coming out, like me- melee only Fortnite uh-huh. or whatever. Uh-huh. And it was just like someone's gonna get sued about this. This is crazy. Hold so on. could be fun. We'll see. But I also thought the developer name was really funny. Derek will appreciate this. The the studio is called Huge Calf Studios. <laughs> Hold on. I, <laughs> I, I definitely I have to, that. Can you guys can you guys see this? Like yeah 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 like. Come on, right? Like yeah. this is like a trailer for a yeah. new mode of Rocket League. Like oh, I can't wait for this Rocket League DLC. Like the colors, even right yeah. there, the orange and the blues. Like, no, come on. Like this is it's the same. Yeah, I, I gotta space. say, I have a problem with this because <laughs> as somebody who absolutely loves Rocket League, yeah, I don't. I played their other modes and I've been fine with them. They're fun, but they're, they're not Rocket League. Rocket League, like the soccer, the original soccer, is all I care about. Agreed. This just feels like a. It would be the next thing Rocket League would right. do, and I would play it for like a minute and be like, "Okay, I'm done with it." Yeah. This looks exactly like something that would be in Rocket League. Like Trophy. at least change it up a little bit. Like yeah. for, like what was the PS5 game that came out kind of at launch a little bit later and ended the up destruction being destruction All Stars. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Clearly the, had some similarities to other games, but they still made it their own thing. They did. This is not making this. Yeah, that's straight up Rocket League. Yeah, that is a ripoff directly. So, 
yeah, we'll see what happens. Listen, it's on Game Pass. I am going to try it, but I totally expect what Derek just said to be essentially a Rocket League mode that I try for an afternoon and then never play again. I did that with a lot of the Rocket League modes that came out. Some of them I liked more than others. Like, I thought hockey was actually quite fun. I played that hockey one a lot was more. Fun. Oh, um, the fuck yeah, yeah. That basketball was, was okay, and even the drop shot one was kind of cool. You got to break the floor. Some of those are pretty fun to play several rounds of, but... I don't know. In I'd general, say they're all fun, but Rocket League, like it, the soccer, it all comes back to Rocket League. Yeah, even like the goofy versions or the Rumble version with all the special abilities, like they can all be fun. But in the end, I'm with you. I just want to go back to two v two, three v three, regular old Rocket League. That's right. Uh, I haven't played that in like six months. But guys, <laughs> go out and support Huge Calf Studios. Uh, <laughs> huge calf. Support my Huge Calf. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, so Rockstar is going to introduce a new subscription offering for Grand Theft Auto Online. It well, launches, they need the money, so it launches this week. It's called GTA Plus. Apparently, it's been in the works for a while. Um, I think it might only be to PS5 and Xbox Series X. Yes, versions it's of the not game. for PC. I don't think so. Hmm. So basically, hmm. the idea is that you get a number of exclusive benefits. Um, you pay six bucks a month. It's going to give you anything from cash to items and all kinds. Like, the idea is if you play this a lot, we're going to give you some stuff for this membership cost. I have zero issue with this. I don't Not know. only because I don't care about it, but also because I think... I celebrate it. If you, yeah, if you play the game, pay for it. So that's right. kind of where I am, too. If you, if, if you are getting out of it more than... Let's just say that you played it all the time and you spend money on this regularly. If now you can pay a subscription... And get essentially what you would have bought, and now you're going to save a few bucks because you don't have to spend as much. You just are yeah. subscribed. Like that to me is like, okay, cool. They gave people who are already spending money on Grand Theft Auto Online a way to just subscribe and get yep. that stuff. Those like, shark cards like are that. some of the most purchased cards on Xbox, Steam, mm. and um, yeah. and PlayStation Network. So, so you're giving these people an easier way to play the game, and yep. you can just keep on playing it the way you're playing it for free, and nothing changes at is. all. I was going to say that. That's exactly <laughs> it. It doesn't affect folks who don't want to subscribe to this. Like, what's so you, difference between that and um what fortnite does can't you like pay that little extra where you get the you like can, sort of yeah. extra That's outfits actually, and well, stuff that is, like, that is the norm rocket league's the same way now where you can yeah, buy or the season league, pass yeah. you stuff. You, can, you, uh, yeah. halo infinite is the same and way. the reason yeah. i think ps5 yeah. and xbox series x are the only ones that have this i think those are the only platforms that offer gta online as a separate game am i, am I mistaken in that oh you might be right i'm not sure because i remember i do remember if you look up you know on the store gta GTA Online is going to show up, like, and you can just install that separately from GTA Five, okay. the main game. Gotcha. Makes sense. Um, so I, so I think, and this, by the way, GTA Online is free until like June. Um, so I think there's, yeah, there's definitely a, a reason for all of this, and um, I respect their decision. I'm not against money is going to go directly into Grand Theft Auto Six, which, guys, is probably going to be the greatest game ever made. Like, yeah, <laughs> I just beat Grand Theft Auto Five like recently, like just a couple nights ago. That game holds up 10 years later. You guys, they're literally going to make one of the greatest games ever made. Yeah, you know what I, I mean? agree. We, we just My, got Red Dead Redemption 2 like like four years ago, three years ago. You know, like, give it some time. This game's going to come is, out and it's going to be it's going to be hella expensive. Like, this is being treated yeah. like another Netflix price hike, which it is not that like you don't you are not now going to pay more for what you paid before. Like you're not you're not and stuff. You don't yeah. have to now subscribe in order to access it. It's simply I mean, just the way for people who play it a lot and already buy a lot yeah. of stuff to subscribe and keep that stuff coming Absolutely. in. Is there That's any cool. controversy on this? Like, are yeah. there people? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. People are so loud. Yeah. This is what I was talking about earlier. Entitled this is gamers. what I'm talking about where it's yeah. uneducated people running their mouth and most of them probably don't even play the game. 
Well, no, people no, get no, people oftentimes they get least. mad at the idea of a company deciding, hey, how can we monetize this and create something that creates convenience for the player? Yeah, and by the way, God forbid, a games I am, developer want to earn money. You know, I am like. not. <laughs> I'm not saying that anyone, any company, should or shouldn't do something out of the goodness of their hearts. But yeah. I think they want to keep their customers and they want them to be happy. And I think they're like, hey. How about our paying customers? We give them a way to just pay us a smaller ongoing fee and we'll just exactly. give them a ton of stuff for subscribing. Yep. I think that's what it was. It was this is going to be convenient and helpful to those who love us and pay well, us already. And it's we're going to make money consistent. Yeah, it. it's smarter business wise because let's say um, Jeff averages spending $10 a month, Kyle averages $3 a month. So they get 13 between the two of them. But now they can charge a consistent. Six dollars a month to both of them because both of them are going to subscribe to this. It's a consistent like they've got them locked in, just like Netflix loves the fact that every time they add content, they make you feel like you can't get out. And it's the same thing with this. Once you start subscribing, you get used to paying that five dollars, whatever this is, six dollars a month. And every time you get that stuff, you get in a cycle of like, now it's not optional where you're kind of p- spending $3 here or $5 here or whatever. Yeah. You're, you're used to paying $6. They've got you locked in. You're right. And they do that by upfront giving you a great deal and going, here, look at all this money we're giving you. You want this. It's only you $6. You might get a free t-shirt and a car, you know? And like, it's good for them. Yeah. And it's good for them because they're like, this gun. is consistent money. Before they were sporadic and they would mm-hmm. buy every once in a while. Now they're we know every month we're getting six bucks from these people. I just yeah. I have trouble hearing out folks who are just mad whenever a company finds a new way to monetize or make money or you know I, I feel like some people are just mad at the idea of companies making money. They want like Derek said earlier, they just want companies to give away what they made for free. Why can't people have it for free? You're so selfish, and I just can't. <laughs> I can't really have that conversation with the person because it doesn't yeah. make any sense. It's and it's everywhere. It's yeah. everywhere that games, a $60 game, and they always bring up 30 years ago, I paid $60. No, you didn't. It was 80 and you yeah. got a 16-bit piece of shit. Super Nintendo shut games up. got up to 100 bucks the, sometimes. The and alternative is to yeah. watch ads on every games. loading screen. Like, what would you rather, like, you know what I mean? Like, the alternative for companies to make money from subscription services like this is they're going to start injecting ads and product placement. And, if, and if then the want. counter yeah, we argument is... We, we got out of that, guys, but if we, we want to go back to it... We can go back and to then it. the counter <laughs> argument that I always hear is, these guys are making... Go look at their numbers. They're making millions and billions of dollars of revenue, blah, blah. Yes, they are. That they're using to what? Fund future projects and keep their employees yeah. employed. Yes, right. they are making money. Absolutely. I'm not saying there aren't white guys in suits making millions of dollars. <laughs> Always white there guys are, in suits. There are only yeah. white guys. <laughs> I like there when Bill are. Burr talks about putting on a suit and how he feels that power coming up. He's like, I feel like I need to take over some stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but true. they're true. absolutely doing all these things to to make it consistent because it's the same people that will complain. I can't believe the studio went out. I can't believe they fight. I can't believe Activision fired off this entire team and stuff. And it's like, well, you also whined about them making money. So what do you want to do? You want them to keep everybody employed while not allowed to make extra Well, the ones money? with the balance view are the ones that complain about the suits just having too much of that money, right? Like give a bit more to the ones that are actually putting in the work, which are the developers, you know, the time and the stress. I get and so that, on and so forth. but 
Yeah, that's a whole different argument, but like we can right, get into right. the gist of that. Bottom line is, usually people who are on top, it's because they've taken risk and they've made decisions that they could have either been under or on top. Hey, These listen, guys so happen to be on top. They're there with a target on their back, and they know it. And they and deserve to reap the benefits. They can have the benefits, and they get the consequences of being at the top, which means people are going to call you out for the back. Like I get it, I totally get it. But also, that company probably wouldn't exist without the executives at the top. So you can get mad at them if you want to, but they're not going to. The developers won't have jobs to make the games you like without the executives at the top and so as, we've seen with, uh, as we've seen with cyberpunk it's not always like the developers who are at fault for stuff sometimes it's the people exactly. they're getting the money from you yeah. know so it's like we're always yep. we're always casting stones in our glass houses but like really we yep. don't a lot of people don't know properly who to point at so in, instead it just feels like they scream about everything and everyone right um amen hashtag do better i will say these um, people that want game developers to just release their stuff for free um, I'm willing to bet they also want musicians to play for exposure. They seem like yeah. those type of people. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, it's just for Photographers exposure. get that too. Yeah, come, come to same, my wedding and shoot my wedding. I'm people, not going to pay you. It's, it's, it's good it's to experience. experience. Yeah, it's yeah. They're, yeah. Mad, experience. they're mad now with all the streaming services. They're mad that movies are even in theaters anymore. Why can't it just go right to HBO or Disney? Like some of them do, but not all of them do. And they get yeah. mad about that because we like, like we've been talking about, you feel entitled to a certain level of access once sure. you've experienced it, and then if it's not it's, there for everything, yeah. you get mad. Yeah, and true. it's like, or you could just be happy. For, like, for example, Pixar released a brand new movie on Disney+. Plus. It was not a theater-only movie. They've done that for the last couple of movies. And it's like, mm. okay, they did that. That doesn't mean that every Disney movie is going to do that, though. So chillax. Right, right. Chillax a little bit. It's going to be fine. Um, Everybody has their chillax. own strategy, what will work best for them. That's right. They want to make money, but they also... It's not like they don't want you to have access to their thing. They want you to see their thing and become a fan. Like they want you to like it. So I don't know. People yeah. are people are crazy. Um, but Rocksteady's Suicide Squad has been delayed till next spring, which is probably Shot. a good as thing. As long as they don't oh, so delay shot. the one I care about right away. Yeah. Gotham uh, Knights. Gotham Knights. Okay. That's all I care about. Yeah, that one's still looking good for October. Suicide Squad looks good, but I'm okay waiting. As, as soon as they said Gotham Knights is October, I was like, well, then Suicide Squad's not this year. They're not yeah, going to no yeah, no release way, them dude, those games back to back. So exactly. Them delaying this gives me hope for Gotham Knights this fall. To, yes, to exactly. Stick the la- to stick I the mean, landing. Rocksteady is, has a good pedigree, right? And obviously yep. people acknowledge that they're talented, so they don't want to release something that's... Uh, well, so the Arkham, Arkham Origins, the Arkham Origins team did Gotham Knights, right? Do I have that correct? I believe yeah, so, yeah. Uh, 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 yeah and, then, yeah. and then the actual Arkham series people, the main series, they're doing the Suicide, suicide Squad. Suicide Squad, yeah, yeah right. exactly. Yeah, yeah, okay, exactly. gotcha. Correct. Yeah, so that's why, yeah, they want to make sure they're releasing something that's, you know, quality. I just gotta say, Arkham Origins was an outstanding game. It's a good so game. That game gets crapped yeah. on for no but pe- reason. Yeah, people, I don't well, even think people yeah. know why they're like mad at that game. One of well, my no, favorite the people Batman. that know it wasn't Rocksteady. They're like, well, it, it wasn't Rocksteady. They were like, don't care. Yeah. I'm on Team Rocksteady, not Team, you know, Blocksteady. By the way, I saw the deleted scene that came out from the Batman of the Joker. Listen, that guy, I forget how to say his name, Barry Keegan, however you pronounce his name. He's an amazing I've said I've always said Keegan, but Keegan. I, I have no idea. Yeah, he's, I mean, he's like I in Dunkirk. Keegan. Like, the stuff I've seen him in, he's fantastic. So it's not he's, about, it's not about him in, at all. Um, he's Eternals? in Killing of a Sacred Deer, this movie where he plays like kind of like a deranged so good. So good. person that Kyle's seen, he knows. So we both good. obsessed with it when we saw it. Yeah. Colin Farrell's in it, Penguin's in it. Uh, and uh, and he plays this guy who's like so it's family. just a reskin of Batman. Got it's it. basically a reskin <laughs> of Batman. The point I'm getting at real skin, quick with this is I 
I feel like they got to stop giving us new takes on Joker. Like it's, it's oversaturated at this point. I feel like there's so many great, there's so many great Batman villains. I don't need another like turn around and, oh, this is the Joker. Oh, here's another Joker. Oh, he's deformed in this way. Here's popular villain though. I disagree. Do you know why? Because it'd be like, it'd be like having a Batman movie without Gordon or, uh, or Alfred. It's just such a critical character to who Batman is that, that the way they're doing it now, Dude, where they're Batman Begins was an amazing movie, and they never needed really to make was. the Dark Knight for that to be an amazing movie. That didn't need to exist. Joker wasn't needed for that to be a fantastic one of my favorite Batman. Sure, albums. but I'm just saying the inclusion of him is like, I feel it's like great. it's essential to, to it's who great, Batman did, is. Did they did they have to? Was it was the Batman not good enough without after having... after Jared Leto? I felt like we needed a Joker like revenge like re, like revenge. You know what I mean? Okay, to wipe the palace. Like while Walking Phoenix was like good, it's just thing. it just wasn't the Joker that we know. And like, I loved Walking Phoenix to take, but me too. I, I thought it was a great. It's just not the Joker that we're you know. I, I think it's a combination of seeing. So we saw Heath Ledger, and tragically, we'll never get to get to see another version of what he could have done with that character in the future. That's a that's a major bummer. Yeah. And then I think we're we getting saw, a Heath Ledger here. We saw uh, this guy, Jared Leto, who is a good actor, but that was just not a version of Joker that I cared about. And boy, we saw way too much of that. I thought over the last couple of years with the different scenes that they've added in oh and whatever. I, yeah. I don't, I don't think ever want to hear good. about that ever again. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then we and then we Thank had walking. Joaquin Phoenix's take on it, and now I'm just kind of, now we got this Barry Barry Keegan version. So I'm, I think that's what it is. It's it's oversaturation. You're saying you just want them to find one and stick with it. I got find it. one, stick with it, or just take a break. If you can't land it, like this is the Joker who he should be. Well, I feel too, like this guy. Look at, the bat, look at the Batman villains that are out there. There's so many great. But ones. I think in the comics, there's all different versions, right? Like there's just so many well, different I think versions. The and... issue here is they're it's all too much. separate, meaning like. <laughs> too much. <laughs> Meaning that this director, this is going to be, I'm guessing, his trilogy or whatever. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. we got. He's going to have TV shows and more movies. Yeah, so I think that's universe. what it's. It's his guy. Just like um, I'm forgetting his name, even though he's my favorite freaking Chris, director. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan had reigns for those three movies. Yeah. It was his guys. You know, girls too. Um, that's what he got. I think that's what this guy has. This guy is setting a tone, and he's like, I get to bring in my Joker, I get to bring in yeah. my Riddler, I get to give my versions. Yeah. Whereas everything else that you mentioned was all other people's stuff. But I get your whole oversaturated because it's like, okay, you screwed up. I'm sorry, you screwed up with Jared Leto. I don't care if people are like, Jared Leto is a good actor. That was a good. shitty take, and I don't care too. about his excuses. You can go fuck off too. He's an idiot. <laughs> That was trash. <laughs> All right. Not a 30 seconds to Mars fan, I take it, I guess. <laughs> hey, by the way, can we just acknowledge, though, that guy's 50, looks fantastic. Yeah. Is he? He has yeah. a sex cold wild. island, guys. He's yeah, okay. Let's not, like, defend your... He's doing fine. He <laughs> 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 owns his own sex island. Like, he's, he's yeah. okay. He's I, don't, good. I don't know if And by the way, I feel like, I feel like, speaking of Jerry Little, I feel like Morbius is going to be a bad movie. I'm oh, hoping it is. Dude, have you dude, seen? Have you not? Have you not seen the uh, people have the seen reviews for it already? Yeah. already and oh, there's reviews. Like, yeah, not not critic reviews. No, people, no preview. Like a, a yeah, takes. like yeah. fan screenings or whatever. And they were like, that was just the most incomprehensible mess I've ever seen. Like. Oh. <laughs> 
All right. It's a so, worse. Anyway, all, that, all that to say, I understand yeah. the need for Joker in the Batman uh, universe, and I love the idea of a new version of Batman coming into a new Matt Reeves trilogy. I get it. It yeah. just feels like it's been re, he's been reset so many times in the last even five years. I'm like, stop. Stop giving me a new I version I feel like they should have just, like. just done the Riddler, and then you would your the ending to the Batman should have been spoilers, should have been somebody else. We can do Joker later. Hugo Strange would have been cooler because we never yeah, got little, Hugo Strange. It was a little too predictable that we're going to go from a uh, villain to now the second one's going to be, you know, who it's I got to be honest, since we're getting an Arkham Asylum TV show, I think that the Joker, that's what we're getting. We, yeah. We're setting that show up with this I, like fine. Marvel style zinger, you know, um, at the end. I, I think so, I think it's a little... I don't know. It's just really frustrating. Like people are like, uh, this is not the first I've heard this. Um, so I, it's just frustrating that people are like, oh, Joker again. When it's like, all we've seen of him in this version is a deleted scene, and he You're was right. in, he was in two minutes of the movie. He wasn't even a focus. And you don't even like, see you don't even see him in the movie, really. <laughs> you don't you even know? see him. You kind of hear him. I think yeah. for me, it was more of like, oh, cool, that's who's coming next. Another version of Joker. Oh, that's what I, I need right that's now. That's what is I'm saying. Another, a little too predictable. Another actor who's yeah. trying to do a creepy cackle laugh. Like I was just, yeah. I, I don't know. There was something about that that I was like, I don't need this again. Look at uh, all the awesome. Alone, there's a lot of people that in look the movie. Look at all the awesome Batman that, characters. Scene, in, so. There's a just, ton just, of villains they could have gone. There's so many. You don't yeah. have to keep going to joke. And there's so Where many. Where is think. Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> playing <laughs> Mr. You know, everybody chews. In all seriousness, uh, <laughs> Matt Reeves loves Mr. Freeze and wants to use him in the next Yeah, movie. he says that that's, that's the villain he's after to use. Yeah, he wants okay. to do Mr. Freeze next. And Joker is just going to be like this presence in his world. Because originally so Joker back. was supposed to be a Hannibal Lecter presence, like in yeah, this exactly. new, and like in in like uh, his version. So like we may have never even seen Joker like at large. He he would have always been this character that Batman yeah. came to for help. So it's I, like, mean, I still think Scarecrow, Ra's al Ghul. I think those guys are all like dude. just huge, awesome villains that they could dig into. And we've only gotten like one version of them on the screen, really. Yeah. I have no idea who Egghead Mr. is Freeze deserves in to be the right. Batman universe, but Nicolas Cage wants to do Egghead, and let's just go ahead and let Nicolas Cage... Just do Cage. it. Just, just let him do it, baby. I mean, there's a movie about Nicolas Cage being Nicolas Cage. There is. I can't wait yeah. for that. Can't wait. Uh, and, I, yeah. and I will say, I hope he does get the urge to include, like, Hugo Strange as, like, somebody that's a Batman staple, like a crazy doctor in Arkham. Dude, Hugo mm. Strange and I would love to would see good. him. You know, they even they even kind of do a, yeah, a they alluded to hush. hush. So Tim, like, would uh, you be would you feel better if like so they're sort of foreshadowing Joker now, but wait for the maybe the third movie, kind of like the climax of the saying. trilogy? Maybe. I don't even think that I, I just I feel like it's annoying that they even bothered to tease him. And it was spoiled hmm. to me a long time ago, like when it first came out, someone spoiled oh, the idea of him bother. being teased in it. Uh, but it, it was not like Oh no! I wish I wouldn't have known that. I was like, boy, that probably would annoy me. So I'm kind of glad I can prepare. Yeah, for and that. honestly, yeah. you're not alone. I've heard critic takes that. I'm like, just like they that love no the longer, movie, that and no then they go with that Joker is, scene, though. Yeah. That's like, like you know, it, it, that's no longer bait that works for me to get me excited because that's blown away. Boy, I gotta be oh. honest. I turn directly to my girlfriend. I go, Oh my god, it's Joker! Uh, so <laughs> it really got me. Yeah, so I, I know where people next broken, to me because I, I go to movies yeah. alone because I hate people. I go to movies alone. <laughs> there were people next to me that were like, I'm off a clamp. They were like, they were so yeah. pumped. So again, I mean, he doesn't I, say like, and that's a joke. <laughs> like you don't really like it's Yeah, it's a, joke, it's a very heavy. Joker alluded. is my favorite 
well, he's my favorite character. I love Joker. Uh, him and probably him and Deadpool, like in in those fictional, like yeah. you know, yeah. anti uh, hero or villain characters. Those two are my favorite. So anytime I can get a Joker and a good one, hence Dark Knight being, I'm gonna say it's either my favorite or it's tied with The Matrix as my favorite movie. What? I How do we have the same top two, bro? <laughs> I love Shocking. watching. Heath Ledger play Joker, so and I, that's what I want. Yeah. I want somebody. I'm not saying I want them to mimic Heath Ledger. I want that dark, like I will murder your oh, yeah, mother. Serial killers. Face. Yeah. Yes. Well, make Psychopath. me scared every Crazy. time you're on the like. Make me scared yeah. every time you're on the screen. Give me a Kevin Spacey Joker. Give me uh, so seven. Will, from seven. From seven. With that, oh, with yes. that being said, well, I, I just thought you meant Kevin Spacey as himself because nice he's scared. Yeah. What this guy's creating. This guy's creating with this first Batman. Clearly, he set a tone of this is going to be, yeah. I believe, super dark. So yeah. I want his Joker. I want whatever he's going to give me. Joker Dude, I want I want this Joker to. Like, to oh like, yeah, yeah, with all the. He yeah. is horrifying looking, I, and it, it looks like it's uh, they're they're taking off of like the comic arc where he cuts his own face off. You know. Oh sure. Uh, the last laugh is it. Maybe? Uh, I, just, I, I, ooh, I forget. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's yeah. I, I love the Joker too. I do. I just felt I felt the same way when I watched Amazing Spider-Man, and I had to watch Uncle Ben die again <laughs> after getting shot. And I was like, <laughs> "We're doing this again?" Because that movie just came out like five years was, ago. There's no Uncle Ben in the in the Tom Holland series yet. Like there, oh, there's still people yeah, but, that bitch. But, the, but there's the in the third one. And I'm uh, like, how many have we gotten? Jeez, man, uh, come on. Anyway. All right, I know we're we're way off. Huh, track can I just say it. real quick? It, it oh, would yeah, be amazing yeah. though if like so if this Joker is like such a murder site. I want I want a Robin like murder scene. I want him to like be pummeling Robin for like five minutes and just murder the I'm shit so, out. So I'm so <laughs> ready for a Robin in 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 a non corny sense. Like yeah. You know? How are you? That, get, that feels Timothy like a challenge. Like fighting, get Timothy Shalomon on fighting. here. Get him to play Robin. <laughs> no. And then brutally <laughs> he's, he's murder him. I want them to get yeah. like a 16-year-old in there, man. I want them to get... But like, Shalomon's not 16? I don't know. I don't know. I want like, a Robin, you know? Jeff's like, go minor or go home. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> don't waste my time. Because he's playing a 16-year-old in Dune, so we can't do that for Robin. Sasan would love to. He looks perpetually... Yeah, perpetually yeah. young. Yeah. Um, so listen, there's a there's a rumor that Ubisoft is working on the Prince of Persia franchise, which has been a while. Other than the remake from Sands of Time, we haven't heard much from Prince of Persia. The one that Persia. got a ne- uh, like delayed for forever. You know? yeah. 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 Are we sure yeah. this is just Sands of Time remake? This is, you know, no, they're, they're saying this is a new like one a that's in, game. They're saying it's inspired by Ori. So oh, I'm I'm it's inspired by... Oh, what the hell that means? I'm <laughs> thinking it's... <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm thinking... I'm thinking it's back to its roots of being a side-scrolling adventure mm. action adventure okay. action game. Okay, but, I could be wrong. Could Is be wrong. that what we all wanted? Or I don't know. I listen. I love the I old want Prince a good, of Persia. Okay, I want a good Persian Persia game. Like I want a Sands of Time like level action yep. adventure game. No, I want, on I the want the one that was a standalone where you have the girl good. helping it was you. It was just the time. Prince of Persia. Stand, it was oh, the the yeah the the, the rebooter or the requel. Had, like the thing wrapped. I didn't hate it, but that's not that's not what I want. I like that one. Um, I, like I thought they had some good ideas. They yeah. didn't execute it perfectly, and I wanted them to. I wanted them to continue that. The sequel of that better. game would have been awesome. I thought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I thought so too. Well, that's just a rumor, though. So we'll see if that ends up being true. Another rumor is that EA is planning to rename the FIFA franchise EA Sports Football Club, which sounds um, great. But their con- their contract with FIFA ran out last November. They don't oh, have to use FIFA. 
Um, I think there's issues with FIFA maybe that they're trying. To, I'm not sure what's going on there, but it does sound like this year is still going to be a FIFA game. All the rumors are pointing that they're still going to do FIFA 23, that they're going to include World Cup stuff. Obviously, World Cup's happening this summer. And so I, I do believe that's going to be, it's still going to be FIFA yeah, this right. year. But people are saying that starting next year, it could be renamed EA Sports Football Club, no longer FIFA. Or maybe that's a placeholder for whatever they decide to name in the future. I was going to say, there's no way, unless they actually absolutely lose FIFA rights, which that would doom them completely, there's no way they're taking that out of their name. They can't. Yeah, it'd be very strange so unless, unless there's something I'm unaware of with FIFA where they're trying to separate themselves. Um, yeah. Not sure. And FIFA might be saying you got to pay us. Could be. Usually, this is what usually they do. I think Madden's tried to do this before, and like EA is like, well, we'll just make you know EA's foot. You know, I don't know. I think this has happened before, and they've kind of EA's football guys, EA's uh, football teams, <laughs> um, football bros. Uh, football yeah, bros. I, so I, I think this is like a very EA thing to kind of like be like, well, we don't need you guys, you know, and then a, a, a certain amount of money. Which gets is agreed smart upon, because you know. these these and you know the NFL and FIFA and all them, they'll 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 nickel and dime you. They will just yeah. for the just for they their name. They but don't they do also, anything. But they also like, need the marketing. They need the marketing brand recognition that these types of games provide. Which is why they usually end up so. settling. So yeah. Yeah. In these in these types of disagreements. They just find the middle ground is what it's gonna end up. <clears> Last thing we'll cover before we wrap it up is that CD Projekt Red has officially announced they're working on a new Witcher game, which is gonna be using for the first time for their major games on an Unreal Engine. This in this case, Unreal Engine five. But they've been using Red Engine, which is their proprietary engine for all of their games cyberpunk and witcher 3 well and... for cyberpunk so. yeah um they're calling hey I, listen I, apparently they fixed most of the problems with cyberpunk up at this point i've been playing problem free for a while so nice. I, mean, I, I feel I like i gotta say that game even on pc is i it's not the prettiest like yeah. i would rather them switch to a better well engine. sounds like that's what they're doing um, and they are saying this is a new saga in the witcher universe so i don't know if that means it should have links medallion. Well, so yeah, I was gonna say the medallion, right? So you're, you're, I don't know if that's I don't know if that means the school of the links, whatever. If that, that means is, after so. Geralt, if that means Siri, that this right? is he's the new teacher and that he's gonna be in it, or if this is gonna go like way back earlier in the history of Witchers, we, you know, we don't know. But it's gonna yeah, be. I mean, a new the way song. the Witcher three ended, Geralt should be done. I mean, Geralt is done, and they said, the yeah, end. I, I, I think I'm pretty sure they said it's not gonna be about Geralt at all. So I don't think he's gonna be the main protagonist. He's Without a doubt, me. but that doesn't mean he's not going to be in it and won't be. I think he'll show up in some way. Talk yeah. to he's got to be in the game. Unless it's like, a prequel. Unless it's a prequel. Or unless something. it's a prequel. I would like. I, I would yeah. like Siri. I would like Siri. Yeah. And it would make sense. I think fans have been like asking it. for that since Witcher Three, so it that would make sense cool. to me. I, I don't know if there's any relationship with her and the School of the Links. I, I don't. But really I'm not opposed to a Hogwarts Legacy style approach where let's just go like a thousand years before everything and. Because the witchers have been around for centuries. Make your own so, character, you know. Do so your own whole new thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, like make the, the story disconnected. Because like at the end of Witcher Three, a whole bunch mm. of stuff with their big wild hunt stuff that's all resolved by the end of Witcher Three. Like you don't. That's not a thing anymore. So like, take us to a different locate. Like it's kind of like Voldemort's gone at the end of the Harry Potter series. So what are you gonna do? You're gonna talk he about is? the after the aftermath the, um, of Voldemort. So the like fir- the first Witcher, oh, the first Witcher isn't like the beginning of like the lore of witchers right like no. that's already kind of bit oh, so like no. if you it actually go after back all the books pretty much yeah. actually a bunch of bad stuff has happened to all the witchers it's almost jedi sure. style at that point there were you there, there's more. like there's like 16 to 24 witchers by the time the witcher 3 is taking place there's yeah there like used to be a lot more schools and a lot more witchers. Yeah, i was gonna after. say they should kind of go right to the beginning that kind of seeing the inception of it would thinking, be kind of i would love it and it's like yeah. dragon aids inquisition in a way where you're kind of like yeah. making decisions to like Take i don't know the greatest game ever yeah sounds good but also uh the new engine 
Engine is interesting to me too. Yes. So Unreal Engine Five, as we all know, yeah. is amazing, and that's that's pretty exciting. Uh, uh, you can so. get a lot of tech support and help with that too, with Engine, uh, with Unreal Engine. Like you, they did, they did friendly. say uh, there's no plans for this being Epic uh, exclusive to the Epic Store, and mm-hmm. people were worried about that. Like, hey, your partner, because they were announcing this big partnership with Epic with Unreal Engine Five and blah 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 blah. And th- there was a lot of people that came back saying, like, hey, are you going to make this exclusive? Because I guess Cyberpunk maybe was for a little while. I'm not sure if it was or not. But mm. they were just nervous about it being exclusive. Um, and it's not. It's not going to yeah, be Well, maybe it was. I played it on GOG. So I know it yeah, wasn't just exclusive to to Epic. Maybe it wasn't that. But, you know, on uh, GOG. of course, plenty of other games will go exclusive on Epic for a lengthy amount of time. Like Tiny Tina right now is exclusive but it'll come to steam event it's not it's listed on steam you can find it It just says coming soon so who yeah. knows when it's going to be going to be there anyway all right well that does it for us this week that was fun a lot of good games to play so go get to it i don't know what the next major release is that we'll all be playing but i'm i'm assuming the next several weeks we'll be still talking about tiny tina's and uh, lost uh, judgment uh we're talking next week all of us right we're all playing yeah, lost all judgment. we're all gonna we're play all the dlc we're all gonna yeah. talk about it next week i'm yeah. gonna keep playing elden ring <laughs> all I care we'll about. do that next week is all Elden Ring talk so, hey, uh, so everybody, go, everybody go uh, watch uh, 10 second movie reviews I'm going to start doing that That's on right. the current gen channel it was 11 seconds it was so 10 seconds need, I, I don't sent you a screenshot the video is literally 11 I, the narration literally ends at 9 seconds That's false advertising dude when I looked at it the, on, the little, the, on the little timeline it said 10 yeah. seconds no it's 11 when you look at it, when you look at it on the outside, it says eleven. Like oh, before you. you click, before you God click. God bless, brother. You know what? I always <laughs> liked you, Daniel. I always oh, whatever. Did. Yeah, so All you right. like me when I agree with you, but then I'm I'll wrapping this up before up, we dive Daniel. down yeah, some other rabbit hole. Yes, go check out our YouTube you know channel. What? We're adding other content, including movie reviews, alpha AF impressions, and other stuff. So make sure you go check out YouTube. Tune we'll see you guys later. Also, alpha's book. Yeah. Chaos is. F-